Hello, everybody. I think we're here. All right. Okay. Here we go. Hello, everybody. How's it going? Welcome to the Tuesday Show. I'm James Chen. Hey, I'm Alternated. How's everybody going? <laughs> nice. Yes. Well done. Well done. Well done. All right. Hang on a second here. Yes, as you can see, David is um, local. I just want to make sure everyone... Oops. Now everybody is seeing uh, not David's face. There we go. I'm trying to make sure that I have everything set up. I'm screen capturing. As you can see, David is remote today. He is not local. Um, My car couldn't start. I assume it's the battery, so probably not that big of a deal. But yeah, I got into the car. It was all ready to go. Uh, no, I was going to say on time. Honestly, maybe a little late, to be honest. But you know what? It didn't start anyway, so uh, <laughs> it didn't end up all right. So, yeah. oh. I'll, I'll call AAA after the show. Shoutouts to Wheat Lab for the subscription. All right. So, uh, interesting, interesting uh, uh, past couple of weeks. We didn't get to stream last week because I was traveling, which I'll talk about later on at the end of the show. But, um, uh, yeah, it's been quite a couple of weeks uh, since our last show. A lot of stuff went down, and to the point where I was thinking about, as I knew you were out of town, thinking about addressing some of the stuff, because, you know, honestly, there's very important news right. that happened last week. We'll talk about that, I uh, assume, hopefully, it's up here. Uh, we're going to talk about the fact that some players and community members are now banned from yes. quite a few tournaments. Uh, we'll talk about the discussions of maybe banning characters. We'll talk about a bunch of tournament results, because it's been a couple of weeks. Uh, there's other news as well, a bunch of stuff to get to, but, yeah, let's begin with talking about the bands. Yeah, so obviously, uh, in the last couple of weeks, there have been, uh, it's been kind of an interesting couple of weeks, so last week, last show, we talked about some of the things that came about thanks to the uh, EVO after party, and, you right. know, people talking about a lot of, you know, uh, there was sexual assault, there was a lot of people getting drugged, you know, roofied and stuff like that at the after party and stuff. And then um, it seemed to almost kind of open up this weird floodgates now where a lot of people have been talking about um, community members that have been harassing people and, and you know, and, and a lot of new news has come out because of that. And as a result, two uh, community members in particular have been banned essentially from all the events at our uh, for our community, which of course are Chris Bond and Guilty. So um, right. yeah, um, I don't know if you wanted to say anything about that. Sure. Yeah. I mean, I don't know that I want to get into the nitty gritty details of what the allegations are, but in short, both Guilty and Chris Bond were accused of, and also admitted to, um, you know, inappropriate physical contact with women at events. Uh, both recently, uh, allegations of both at Evo, and, and going back, and going back quite, quite a ways. So, you know, that's obviously very disturbing to hear. Uh, they have been around for a long time. I've known uh, Chris, you know, probably 15 years. Yeah, going back I mean... to SRK and IRC and Boy, he, he used to play like he was like a super turbo guy like way back in the day as well so very very old school guy and Leia I've known since probably 2012 or 2011 it's been quite a while on that side as well 
Yeah. Actually, some people are saying that there's a little bit of an echo, and that's because um, they're hearing you direct capture, and then they're also hearing you through my speakers uh, because you're my, my speakers into the mic. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to put the headphones back on so I hear you here, and I'm going to just turn off my okay. speakers. So uh, go ahead and keep talking, David. Okay, sure. So, so th those are the allegations. That's that's what happened there. Um, you know, so as a result, Guilty was explicitly banned by Capcom from Capcom Pro Tour events and from Street Fighter League. And Chris Bond was banned uh, by name by a couple of big tournaments. Yeah. Uh, and then other big tournaments put out statements that were not you know, naming either of those parties, but that were like, you know, we are, we've, you know, heard about disturbing allegations, you know, we're banning parties, um, we're not going to allow this kind of stuff at our events. They, they put out statements without saying names that were obviously talking about them that right. they're banned. Yeah, so unfortunately, I mean, that's kind of how, I mean, it's, I, I, you know, I say unfortunately just because it sucks to hear this kind of thing happening in our community at all. But yeah. um, in a way, maybe this is not necessarily a bad thing because obviously a lot of these accusations are stemming back for a few years now, right? This has right. been going on for a long period of time with, with a couple of these allegations, supposedly. And um, right. if that's the case, that means this is not just a recent thing. This is not just like, oh my gosh, what's happening to the FGC? Why are we so terrible? If this is something that's been going on for years and years and people just haven't been saying it, it's kind of reminding me of the, the Hollywood movement after Weinstein was kind of outed and it started the whole Me Too thing. Yeah, exactly. <coughs> 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 ah, sorry. Wow. But like... <laughs> oh, man. Okay. But, you know, in essence, if this is kind of a means by which we can start calling people out... <coughs> You know what? You talk for a second, David. <coughs> yeah, I think I think where you're going with this is that it, while it feels really bad to know that people who you know you have been cool with for a long time have been doing this stuff. That's not that's not the most important emotion. Okay. The most important, I think, takeaway is that this is a way to clean up the FGC and make it safer and better. Yeah. And in the moment, it it hurts. I mean, the, the my, my initial reaction uh, on the day that these things broke out was, you know, I, I was very upset. Yeah. I was very upset. Um, I was upset on the one hand for the women who were saying that this had happened to them, right? Mm -hmm. um, that's it's very upsetting. I was also upset I you know there was a feeling of, of almost almost like a betrayal of somebody who I thought was cool and and on the right side of things and and just they're not it turns out right and that the difference between what I thought I knew and what actually the reality was was uh, very difficult to deal with for me very difficult right um, so it was. Yeah, that was, that was a really hard day. But the important takeaway after that initial sort of feeling, the important takeaway is, is the knowledge that 
you know, hopefully women in the FGC will be safer yeah. at events. Mm-hmm. Hopefully they'll, they'll, they'll be able to go to events without being worried about inappropriate touching, at least as much. I mean, uh, you know, right. presumably we haven't, we haven't found everybody who is engaged in this stuff. But, you know, to clean it up a little bit. And, and hopefully to serve as, as a warning to people who may be doing this stuff that it's not to be done. Right. And, and you know, again, this hopefully will also make it so that, you know, because one of the hardest things, what a lot of people don't realize, uh, you know, from obviously it's hard for us to speak to this. We're dudes and everything like that. But from the, the, the standpoint of the victims, you know, yeah. a lot of times they're afraid to come out and say anything because they are the ones that end up suffering the most because they get harassed. They get right. chased off the Internet. They get painted as crazy or liars or, you know, this kind of stuff. They, they get dragged through the mud. And a lot of times the people that you are accusing are popular people, right? We'll get into this a little bit more because there's obviously more cases that we're going to talk yeah. about in a little bit. Um, but, you know, the, it's this kind of situation. And so women are scared to come out and say anything, right? Because a lot of times they get more harassed. They get chased off of, you know, any sort of public kind of standpoint. And it's almost more dangerous for the women to come out with this kind of information than it is, you know, for them to report it. It's, it's, it's kind of crazy. And as a result, a lot of it does go unreported. A lot of situations... Yeah where you know you know stuff has happened but they can't say anything hopefully this showing that you know the players do get banned etc you know that the that the overall fgc is working hard to make this right you know is a sign that allows them to have a little bit more strength and courage and encouragement to come out and speak out against the people who have you know sexually assaulted them or even just you know any sort of inappropriate behavior in our community. I absolutely agree with you. Yeah, it's it's something that needs to be taken care of. And it's just something that's been going on forever. You know, when I... that The day that I found out about this stuff, uh, I went back and watched our fifth episode ever on the Ultra Chen Tuesday show. We hadn't even started calling it the Tuesday show officially yet. Mm-hmm. It was the episode where we invited... Um, we invited uh, four women on, I think it was. Oh, yeah, 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 a long time ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm telling you, it was in 2012. It was mm-hmm. our fifth episode ever. And the whole point of it was we knew that there was a big problem. Mm-hmm. And we wanted to talk about it. We wanted, to, you know, mostly to let them talk about it, honestly. And they did, and they they made a lot of points that, that we are that still need to be made still need to be made that stuff has not been it has not gotten through as much as it should have i mean our show wasn't going to do the whole thing obviously but in the intervening seven years you would hope that it would have taken root a little bit better and while i think that it has to some degree a lot of stuff that they were saying is just exactly what still happens Um, and that's pretty sad that's pretty sad that that's that's still exists in a way that has not been substantially changed. Yeah, and that's why I'm, that's kind of the silver lining, I guess I'm trying to look in this whole situation is that maybe this will start kind of a domino effect that, 
you know, people will be more willing to call out and, you know, and, and, and also not only that, but believed as well. You know what I mean? That's, that's kind of the situation is a lot of the times, you know, you you just end up with a situation where everyone makes excuses in, like I said, the, the, the whole painting somebody as crazy, uh, you know, or, you know, insane is usually not, not something that I really stand behind very well. So, yeah, um, very upsetting news. Uh, just, um, I, I don't know if you also saw, I just wanted to bring this up. Uh, there was a statement put out on Chris Bond's Twitter. It I... says, due to recent events, all of Chris's social media accounts will be monitored by his wife as he moves toward recovery from the trauma that all of this has caused. We ask you to refrain from condoning hatred and being a part of the mob mentality. Please have compassion for all parties involved and let's move forward from all of this. May God bless you all. Um, man, I really don't like it. I really don't. It's, um, yeah, I'm, I'm upset about the phrasing, all the trauma that this has caused. Yeah. I need, I need there to be a responsibility. You know, one one thing that I at least think that Leia has done that is what she should do. I don't know if I want to give props, but like, you know, that's what you should do, is to is to basically own up. Mm-hmm. You know, she put tweets out that were like, "Look, I did the things." You know, I. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't, I don't want to give her. It's not a, not something you give props for, but at, but at least that happened, and that's the the responsibility is not being taken by Chris. I have not heard anything from him. It's only this statement, and this statement is not. It's it that this has caused. I mean, the passive voice. What to who? Like right. who, who was trauma caused to? Who did the trauma causing? There needs to be more than that. That that's upset. Yeah, it's it's not a great statement, and you know a lot of. I mean, honestly, social media is just not the best place for a lot of these, especially when you're limited to two two hundred and eighty characters. Because I feel like a lot of this is. Uh, just been kind of going the wrong way. I mean, let's just talk about this um, because it's kind of related to it, but, you know, Flo was accused of sexual harassment and Evo as well. Now, this kind of situation, there hasn't been any bans yet. There hasn't been anything happen because Flo was denying it. And um, so apparently there's legal matters going on because Flo publicly on Twitter has said he can't talk about it yet. Etc. Etc. And so he he's like he said he'll have a statement at some point in time or other. Mm. But uh, right now there hasn't been anything really said except for a couple of Flo's initial tweets. And already I was not happy with a lot of the things that he said because you know one of the first things he said was that he accused um, the the girl of being mentally unstable. And again I'm just I'm just not a fan of this you know, rhetoric, this, this, mm. this storytelling that everybody always gives when, whenever they're accused that the other person is crazy. Because in society, there's already this kind of painted picture that women are insane and they're irrational and they're emotional and that's a bad quality and stuff. And, you know, that's why it works so well when you're like, hey, I was accused of this, but she's crazy. And why a lot of people believe it is because there is this overarching tale and, you know, kind of stereotype. And uh, I just think it's really unfortunate that that was kind of the picture that was painted by Flo. So, 
it's kind of a frustrated thing. And, you know, obviously, you know, I'm going to say this and, you know, I know I'm not trying to discount anything or like I said, you have to believe the woman's story. You know, Flo has been a friend of ours for a long time. We've had him on our shows to discuss Soul Calibur and all these other things like that. Um, you know, obviously it's, it's frustrating to see this kind of situation happen. And, yeah. um, I don't know what's going to happen at this point in time. It's hard for me to speculate on it until we get more information. But at this point in time, like I said, you know, we have to believe the women. We can't paint them as crazy. We have to believe their story because if we don't, we're all just feeding into this rhetoric, that this, this narrative that makes it hard for women to come out and actually, you know, tell their side of the story to make these accusations. And we can't that can't be something that continues. They have to feel like that they're empowered to, to, to report these kind of issues. You know what I mean? I, you know, in general, I want to be, I've been trying to excise words like crazy and insane from my vocabulary. Uh, Cause I don't want to attack people with mental illnesses. It's right. like, a, you know, I kind of want to stop doing that. Um, it's a work in progress, but that's, that's something that I think should be worked toward just in general. Uh, even apart from from this situation, um, you know, Flo has denied it, and my I think that I'm willing to wait. Chris admitted it. Guilty admitted it. Right, separately, infiltration was found by a court of law. Right, to have mm -hmm. been engaged in abusive behavior. I don't want to make a practice of of uh, jumping on people when I, when, if, if they think that there is a reasonable denial to be yeah, made, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, I, that I'm willing to, I'm willing to wait on this. Um, so I, I think that flow getting a lawyer is the, is a good call. I think I, I've seen a lot of people on Twitter, you know, understanding this, but just to, just to fully clarify it, that doesn't speak to whether he is guilty or innocent. Right. Okay? If, if you have the means, you should get a lawyer in a situation like this. Right. You should, that's something that you should do. Um, and again, whether innocent, you did it or whatever, make sure that you have, if you can, somebody who can give you good legal advice or mm -hmm. good you know, PR advice or, or just whatever the situation is that you find yourself in. Um, it's not an admission of guilt. Right. It's not the same thing. Yeah, exactly. So what I'm stating here is I'm not saying that I believe the girl inherently because a lot of people in the chat are talking about this there's a lot of false accusations actually i mean the false accusations is actually a small minority but because they stand out when it actually happens that people tend to over exaggerate because like you'll have 50 cases of actual factual like accusations truthful accusations and if you have one false accusation that's what everybody's going to go to to be like well there was this one and this obviously you know etc etc I'm not saying Flo was guilty one way or the other it's just that yeah. I don't want to all of a sudden just go and attacking this girl for being crazy or whatever I don't I don't believe one way or the other until we figure out what's going on right. I just think right. that even if it turns out that her accusation is false right I don't want it to be proof that everybody is innocent I don't want it to be an excuse to attack the girl I don't want it to be a reason for people to say that she's crazy or that women are crazy. You know, it's yeah. I don't want the, I don't want it to be generalized. Yes, right? exactly, that's, that's exactly. I definitely agree with you on that. It's true that false accusations are a very small minority of cases, um, but you know, but like I said, we'll see. 
Uh, I don't I don't want to generalize. Mm -hmm. uh, it's something I try not to do in general, and in this case, I think it's very important to not to not do. Um, you know, like I said, the the thing that sealed my feelings on guilty Chris Bond, infill that kind of stuff is that they admitted to it or were found to have done it right by a court. Right. That's that to me is more important than the initial allegation. I mean, you know, without discounting it, but the, the thing that seals it in my mind is that stuff. So, you know, Flo's not there, and uh, and I'm, I'm willing to wait on it. Yeah. I mean, willing to wait. another, there's also one more accusation out there that I don't think has been as public about it. Uh, I've seen it on Facebook. It's, it's definitely out there, so it's not like it's a hidden story, but uh, there was also an accusation against a former Tekken Evo champion, Crow, in Texas as well. Oh, I had not heard this. What's that? I hadn't heard. Oh, yeah, yeah. So this actually happened as well from another longtime uh, uh, girl FGC member who I've known for years uh, had an accusation as well about uh, Crow from Texas. And like I said, this one hasn't gotten as much publicity or traction, but this is definitely another one that's out there. I don't know any details on this one okay. either. So again, okay. I'm not going to say one way or the other, but I know that was out there. I even talked to Donka a little bit about it because obviously he's from the Texas scene as well. And it's been mm. kind of sending shockwaves throughout their community, the Texas community as well. So yikes. Yeah. yeah. Oh man. So again, it's interesting because it's starting to cause this kind of ripple effect of people coming out and being like, well, Hey, if these other people are talking about it, then maybe it's time for me to go public with my situation. And in this situation, it was something that happened years ago, you know, that sh that she basically saved until now. But, you know, so I don't know what the situation is with that. I don't know what the resolution on that is. But again, all of this is coming out through some means or another. And like I said, that, that's that's an indication of how long it's been happening in the FGC. It's not that the FGC has been sunshine, rainbows, and puppies for the past few years until just this year. Now everything, everyone sucks because we're getting bigger or whatever like that. It's been happening for years. And in fact, I don't think that there's going to be a single community of anything right. <laughs> that you're not going to see have this been happening. You know, this is kind of a overall grand societal problem. Now... That doesn't mean that it's okay that it's been happening in the FTC. Oh, no. yeah, and it doesn't that. mean that I'm not going to try my best to fix the FTC because this is where I live. You know what I mean? This is, right, this right, is right. my home and I want it to be right. better. And if we can be an exemplary community for other people to follow that show that we can succeed while being a safe a safer place for women and men as well because obviously sure. you know uh it's not just limited to women being uh, sexually harassed and stuff it's just obviously more common but if we can become a safer place for everybody i think that's the ultimate goal and be an example to other communities basically that would be great that's absolutely yeah. something to shoot for and and i hope that we continue to do that mm -hmm. um I, I do think that we have made some strides but uh but man there's a lot of stuff that still feels like it's Exactly what we talked about in March of 2012. <laughs> it's crazy, crazy, right? I mean, that if was you, seven years ago. Episode, yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, they, they were talking about things that it's just, you know. Uh, and, and sometimes it's hard to tell, man. Um, you know, I've seen That's right, Chris that's right. Bond talking about this stuff. Before you keep going, before you keep going, David, uh, uh, there's a player who I only just met at this past Evo. She was serving as Bonchan's translator. 
that okay. I saw in the ESPN room at where they were filming. Uh, uh, a member of the Japanese community who goes by the handle of Goose also came out and said that even in Japan, she was um, harassed by a lot of, like, several Japanese players out there, some top players and some, you oh, know, wow. lesser known players. And she said that she hasn't named anybody yet because she's actually still in that position where I think she's she doesn't want to, you know, name anybody just yet. But uh, there, there was another instance of somebody coming out and saying something. Yeah, thanks for the righteous in the, in chat reminding me about that one too. So, mm. yeah, so I don't mean to say even in Japan as if that's unheard of because in Japan it's it's pretty bad too. So, um, but you know, a lot of times people are are, you know, isolating it to kind of an America thing. So when I say even, I just mean it's happening everywhere basically. Sure. Not as it's a shock that it's happening in Japan. It's just it's happening everywhere, kind of thing. But what I was gonna say is that it was a, it was especially surprising for me to find out about Chris because he has said things on Twitter in the past and has done things in life, as far as I know, that were like steps to help women. It seemed he was yeah. at the Evo uh, Women of the FGC panel. He was going taking pictures. Yeah, there. I mean he was there to. to I mean, I don't. I'm not in his mind, right? I have no right. idea. But, but he was he was there, taking pictures at least, and I don't know to to find out that he was one of the people involved. Just that really, I that mean, really tore me up. Even just from the stories of the accounts that I've heard from people, it sounds like he knows it's wrong, and there's just this weird, yeah. like almost kind of addiction thing. You know what I mean? It's. The, I, I think it is. There's something to that, right? That there's definitely some sort of you know, there's a lot of things that we've done, obviously, that involve our own bodies and our own selves. Like, if you smoke, you're like, whatever, I don't care. You know, I'm killing myself. I'm hurting myself. That's not hurting anyone. You know, that kind of thing, you know, where you do something even though you know it's wrong. You know it's not the right thing to do. People who steal from things or, you know, like, you know, just it happens a lot. And I... I I don't want to, like you said, I don't want to jump into the psychology thing, but somehow yeah, yeah. I think I, he, it seems like he knew he was doing wrong, and I don't know if that makes it worse, but, you know, it's, it's, it's a frustrating thing to see, for sure. It's, it's, it's hard to process that, you know. What is this? What do we got? I'm reading it now. Oh, you know what? I think I saw this one too. I didn't see this. Yeah, so there's another one. Um, yeah, a woman named Royce Voivoda. Yeah, um, calling out somebody in the European FGC. Right. In London for EGX. There you go. Well, I guess it's, you know, I have to read this later. It's, um, that's, that's very sad to hear. Yeah, I, I did see that one as well. And, you know, it's frustrating to me that I forgot about this one because, you know, at some point in time, it does start to feel normalized and desensitized. You know what I mean? It, it starts to feel like, oh, here's another one you read and then you just forget. And, like, mm -hmm. that is... That's that's on me. Like I feel like that's a weakness on my part here. You know what I mean? Like I feel ashamed 
that I didn't even remember this one until someone posted this, and I probably wouldn't have remembered at all during the show, even though I read it. It's just, you know, mm-hmm. because it's such a normalized thing now that it's just happening so often that you just kind of forget about it. And I'm actually feeling kind of ashamed right now that I totally even forgot about this. Okay. So. Yeah, I'm sorry. I, I hadn't heard about it. Yeah, no, it's not your fault. It's not your fault, so. Yeah, all right. Well, as you said, I mean, it's these are not the first times that it's happened. It's I, not going to be the last. I hope that it won't in the future, but I'm sure it won't be. Yeah, it's not going to be the last. But the goal is to craft an environment where women are more likely to come out even if yep. it is against a top, top player, you know, and not have it so that people immediately attack her, dox her, harass her, yep. you know, or whatever, that kind of situation. And in, in, in the same vein as well, you know, with the Chris Bond thing, you know, it's, it's and, and especially with the guilty thing. One of the, one of the worst side effects of the guilty thing is that people have been using it as an excuse to attack trans people. Oh, yeah. And that's the worst, right? Because now you just see hateful people misgendering guilty on purpose, you know, and just being overall just, again, as with any group, you can't judge the whole group by one person, right? So it's, yeah. it's, it's a frustrating situation to see people attacking the trans community for what guilty has done. You know, guilty being trans doesn't make her, you know, representative of her entire community of course yeah of course all right anything else to say about this um not that i can think of so yeah we can we can move on to some other stuff if you want to if you want well we're not moving too far off um so you know with this stuff in mind um Crackpron, who's in the chat here, uh, put out on Twitter a chat of some players in, I think it's supposed to be an old school chat, and I don't know if that's accurate, but... Um, well, hang on a that... second. Hang on a second, David. Uh, Shoutouts to Guest Perigod for the five uh, gift subs here. Thank you very much. Really appreciate that. Wow. Um, appreciate Thank it. you. Um, we can't talk about less depressing things yet. I mean, there's we have to talk about this as well. But I mean, I thank you for the for the gifts. That's really great. Yeah. Um, you know, we gotta we gotta cover all the stuff. You know how it is. But thank you very much. Um, anyway, so Mikey put this out of a chat, and you know, whatever. There was some kind of ignorance going on in that chat. I felt when that happened. Uh, Chris T had a tweet in response that was that said he won't ever show up in real life though he won't ever show up in real life though he knows what'll happen mm-hmm. after this people were calling for a ban on Chris they were calling for um, or, at, or at least a consideration of that um, considering it a veiled threat Right, essentially, uh, and that that should be something that we should tolerate. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do you feel about this? Uh, I mean, I, I feel like a lot of this really is. I mean, again, I can go on and on and on and on about this whole entire topic because 
I've had conversations about this on Facebook um, with other members of the FGC, you know, talking about this concept of toxic masculinity. And is toxic masculinity a real thing? You know, blah, blah, blah. And the hardest thing about toxic masculinity, in my opinion right now, is that nobody understands what toxic masculinity is. People interpret toxic masculinity as guys being toxic, and that's absolutely not what it is through any way, shape, or form. Toxic masculinity is this whole idea, concept, perpetrated by men and women and every gender you know, in between, that men have to be masculine right that you can't be emotional that you can't be that you know having feminine traits is weak etc etc that's what toxic masculinity is and uh, the reason why i bring this up is because the thing that came out in the chat was uh, there's a facebook chat if people are wondering what it is there's just a facebook group chat out there that exists where these guys are talking they started talking about how women can't be good at fighting games etc etc that kind of feeds into the toxic masculinity but then on top of that, you know, is is the toxic masculinity that I really do believe that, you know, Chris T kind of prescribes to a little bit. And uh, there's a lot of the, you know, call out culture like, bro, you know, you won't show up in person. He's using a lot of feminine insults, you know, like calling him, you know, equated to female, you know, re reproductive parts, essentially, you know. Calling him, calling names like that, you know, because that's meant to demean people and stuff. Yeah. There's a very strong, that's the toxic masculinity culture right there, that it's all about being this tough guy. And like, if you're even re related to a woman, you're weak kind of thing. And, and I feel like that's kind of a problem. And I, I feel like that's also something that we need to kind of excise from the community. Now, um, Chris and Brent claim that that's not what their tweets meant, that they weren't going to try to get physical with, with Crack Prawn, but, I mean, you know what happens when he shows up. It's not a, it's just not a good, it's not a good look. So, um, yeah. I don't know, like, I'm not, I, I think that there's been signs that they've done stuff like this in the past, you know, that they've actually physically threatened people. I'm not sure. Uh, so, I don't know if, oh, yeah. if it's, I don't know, I don't know. That's what I've, heard people say but if this is the first instance of it then maybe not necessarily they need to be banned now but be warned and then yeah. maybe they can fix it and change it a little bit but i'm not 100 percent sure so yeah i mean i i if, if it's a if it has happened many times in the past then yeah that's a different story than if it has not okay. i guess i that is to say like physical altercations uh, in the fgc um i don't want that of course. So if that has happened, then yeah, I would support them, you know, having some kind of ban or suspension or something. But um, I guess otherwise not, you know, um, I, I certainly want to make the FGC a safer place. Uh, it was not always that way. And while things that happened in the arcade back in the day are definitely, you know, we lionize it too much as having been like a rough place <laughs> right i mean seriously like it, yeah, yeah, no. the, that, it did happen right i mean we many of us have stories of oh one time the guy had a knife or whatever like that's that that was bad the point of those stories is that it was bad right that's not it's not good it didn't happen that often but when it happened it was bad i mm -hmm. don't want that stuff anymore right that's the point um and so you know if, if we can avoid that that would be great 
There yeah. was also also used to be many instances of people threatening each other on SRK, on IRC. It was all the time. Yeah, but um, I, I mean, in those good? instances, I don't think so. Nobody ever really had any opportunity to see each other. So th- back in the day of IRC and SRK, that was a hundred percent posturing because you nobody traveled, right? Like you literally never saw these people, so you could always puff up your feathers and everything like that. Nowadays, we see each other all the time, so I think the, the threats take on a different tone, you know? That could be. That could be. Yeah. yeah. It, that was not always random internet people, man. The, and you know. The, uh... Actually, SRK yeah. was full of it, right? The MVC2 <laughs> scene? Oh, my God. I, like, we were talking to Yipes about it this weekend, and Yipes was telling us all these old stories about, you know... The old MVC2 East Coast, West Coast dramas and stuff like that, so. We're going to go play Street Fighter 4 in the parking lot, right? <laughs> One of the all-time classic lines from yep. SRK. Yep. And, uh, yeah. <sighs> yeah. Anyway, that stuff's bad. I don't want it. Yeah. <laughs> and so... <laughs> One of the things that we've done in the past is we've glorified the arcade culture, right? Like, hey, we grew up in the fire and the flames, and that's how come we're so good and we're so tough now and everything. You know, like, everyone's like, oh, you know, we're getting soft and blah, blah, blah. Why do we have to be so delicate and whatever? No, it's not about being soft. It's not about being delicate. And, yeah, I grew up in that environment, too. I don't like it. I didn't like it. You know, I... Oftentimes, I didn't go to a lot of events because I just didn't want to deal with that kind of situation, right? Mm-hmm. Having grown up in it, I can tell you it sucks. <laughs> it's not something fun to grow up in, and I'd rather have our community be welcoming. Now, that's not to say yeah. I don't want pop-offs. I don't want shit-talking and stuff like that. Like, that stuff sure. has to stay. I want it to stay. I Just keep it in-game, you know what I mean? Because... The story that I always tell about the arcades, no matter what, is 30 people in line trying to knock Vi off of, of CVS2 and all of us losing and all of us just like cursing him out under our breaths like fucking Vi, like God, you know, like hating him and just wanting to destroy yeah. him. And then after the arcade closes, we all go to Denny's and Norm's actually for Southern Hills Golfland and Vi is there and Vi is literally just talking and joking and we're all friends all of a sudden, right? So no matter how kind of like antagonistic the arcade culture was, we were all friends out, not all, obviously there's situations, but the lasting memory to me is that, you know, those Norm's dinners were, were some of my favorite memories out of all the fighting game stuff that we've done in the past from the arcade culture. You are forced to be face-to-face with these people, so even though you may hate them in the game, you realize they're people, and so you hang out with them, and, you know, it's it's kind of fun in a way, so. I agree with you. Mm-hmm. Well, we'll see what happens on that front, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Jaha throwing people into the pool. Oh, my God. That definitely yeah. happened a lot at Southern Hills Golf Land, so... It may be that nothing will happen on that front. Yeah. yeah that, that, seems, that seems plausible. Yeah. We'll see what happens there. And, you know, I do kind of want to address this a little bit. Uh, you, you did mention it a little bit, but uh, Michael Martin had a tweet that kind of came out a little bit about, like, you know, oh. behavior and stuff like that. And a lot of people started yelling him about that, about the Chris T thing. I don't know, from my perspective, I'm pretty sure Michael Martin was trying to get ahead of the guilty situation. I don't think that tweet had anything to do with Chris T. 
I think it was trying to get ahead of the guilty situation. It was just really, really poor timing on his part. Um, so I, I a lot of people took him to task for that one, but I really think he was trying to put that out before they announced the guilty ban so that, you know, it was kind of like a reminder of what's happening and then here's the guilty ban. So if people are wondering why we don't talk about that tweet, that's, that's kind of where my perspective is. I, I'm, I don't know if okay. people agree with me, but, you know, that's kind of how I saw it in any way. Well, if that is true, then I wish that there had been something else that was more tailored to the situation right right because i my reading of it which was maybe wrong was that he was it was a it was a uh sub warning right subtweet it was a sub warning right um i would rather him have just said like hey you can't be doing this right just this is against the rules under the seat like i'd rather just be out there but you know, if that's not going to happen, then I feel I felt that the, at least like the warning, the semi warning, as my, as I understood it, was at least good. If that wasn't what it was, I, you know, maybe I, maybe I'm wrong about that. But right. I would I would have wanted that if it wasn't. <sighs> Any case, you know, again, all this is just leaning towards trying to make the FGC a more welcoming place, a better place right. for us to play. And, you know, have fun with games and everything like that. So hopefully, hopefully we can achieve that. Again, it's not going to happen overnight. It's not going to get better. Next year, you know, at, at EVO after parties, if the after parties don't change, you know, stuff may happen again, but we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, I just, I don't want to say that, um, you know, when people say things like, can we all just play video games? That That is what we want to do, but I... Some people seem to use that to mean, let's quit talking about this stuff. Right. But that's not, we should not. Mm. We should not quit talking about this stuff. In order to have a situation where we can just play video games, unfortunately, we need to talk about this stuff. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. That, that is a, that happens before we end up with a FGC where we can just play video games. Right now, as it has been, we're not just playing video games. If that's just if we just talked about issues that are not just playing video games. We need to discuss this stuff and address it, and then hopefully in the future, we can just play video games. Yeah, that exactly. time is not yet. And because the worst thing about it is, the people don't realize when we say let's just play video games, like how many women are scared to just play video games because of these harassment right. situations, right? Exactly. You can't just say let's play video games because it's not an equal statement to everybody, right? If we can get to a point where it does become an equal statement to everybody, then yeah, let's all play games, you know. But uh, up until then, we've got to do what we can to fix the situation. Wow, Mikey, if it's true that you've been suggested not to go to Winston at Fights for fear of uh, safety issues, then that is a lot more serious than I had thought, and that is really bad. I didn't know that. Ugh. That sucks. I'm not, I don't support that at all. That's, I mean, that's definitely a problem. Well, I mean, it sounds like he's yeah. warned not I mean, if, to if go. Anybody... It sounds like he's warned not to go because they're worried that something might escalate or something. Yeah, so, okay. Yeah, I mean, Mikey's not the one who should be worried. You know what I mean? Like, Mikey's not the one who should end up not going for fear. Right, exactly. But that's, again, that's exemplary of why it's hard for people right. to talk about these things because then they usually get hit by a lot of the blowback, right? It's... 
it's, it's uh, I'm going to use a total SAT word here. It's usually not, you know, the hitting your head on the on the curb that causes the contra coup that usually causes that. I only know that word because of They Might Be Giants did a whole song on it, which is when the brain actually rebounds off yeah. of your skull. Like, that's where the damage actually comes and stuff like that. It's, it's a weird analogy. Never mind. I just wanted to use the word contra coup. Anyway, it's all good, man. continue. Continue. No, I think that's about all I got. Yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. So all right. we can go, I guess, to a little bit of a lighter topic in terms of banning characters. <laughs> well, do you want to do the thing that's right before that? Uh, the see on the little on our on our run of show. Oh, did I miss it? Before before tournament results. Or do you want to address that part later? Uh, actually, yeah. Go for it. Go for it. Okay, let's talk about the Street Fighter League. Um, because Guilty has been banned, a spot opens up, right? Guilty had qualified for the Street Fighter League by way of the fan vote. She's not in there, so one spot opens up. Who gets that spot? Remember what happened with the end of the Street Fighter League? Right. It unfortunately closed on the voting an hour before it should have. Mm-hmm. And that, you know, we mentioned it a couple of weeks ago, that threw off the plans of people who were not in the top four at the time. Uh, Emezi or Zykes and Arturo uh, Sabin, they both said that they had plans to try to get like a last minute bump. A last spirit hour bump, bomb, basically, yeah. A spirit bomb. And that didn't end up happening. Uh, just unfortunately, there was an error and the poll, polling closed too soon. So now the spot opens up again. I don't know what to do with this spot, but what I have heard happened, and I don't have any more information than what I'm about to tell you, is that uh, I was just watching Best of Five right mm-hmm. before the show, and they did some sleuthing. <laughs> okay, so Tommy Two-Step and Jibbo were hanging out. Sherry's talking about doing something in SoCal. Arturo is getting on a plane somewhere. What are they doing? Right. What are they doing in SoCal for a week? Um, I don't know. But it could be that they're going to film Street Fighter League. Yeah, well, actually, they're probably showing up here and then jumping using the Capcom time machine to play Street Fighter for the next few weeks, right? Right. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Right. So it's not all at once, of course. As we as we know, it's over many. Exactly. Weeks. Exactly. Whenever yeah. we did those recap shows, clearly, you know, when Rip was saying like yesterday, or I'm proud of my guys this weekend, when Punk said that, you know, they they they're 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 clearly referring to you know long swaths of time. Of course. Of course. Exactly. So yeah. Uh... I, you know, that's, this is just a theory, and obviously there's nothing confirmed. This could be off-mark. I don't know, man. But I would be bummed if it was true. I would feel bad for Sykes, who was fifth in the voting and Art was sixth. Um, so Sykes was, was fifth in the voting. If I recall correctly, I think he was fifth. If, yeah. that's, if that's the case, he absolutely oh, should... He's in here. Emezi, so yeah, you were fifth, and you were never contacted. That's... Uh, I think I think that sucks. 
I think if again if this is SFL I don't know but if so maybe I should just phrase it like this I wouldn't want that to happen right that seems messed up like without question I feel like Zeke should have been in there like he was fifth he should definitely be in there Huh. Yeah, uh, I don't know. Um, I don't know what to make of that other than to say that that would be really disappointing if that isn't indeed what happened. So. Yeah, I just... Why? You know what I mean? Like, there were... there were. I have to stop shooting this as if it's a fact. There, there would have been other better ways to handle it. Okay. I mean, even if they maybe you open up the voting again for a day Dude, or a couple of days, fly them out to play a first to ten. You know? <laughs> okay. Yeah. Maybe maybe you got a set going. I, yeah. I don't know. Maybe I would rather have... see. I would rather see them duke it out in game. You know what I mean? Sure. Sure. Yeah. A match. Um, a voting period. Whatever. At a minimum, go with the order that existed. Right. Exactly. Th- this uh, just seems odd. I mean, if Art truly is there for the show and they didn't contact Sykes at all, there needs to be an explanation. Yeah. There needs to be some sort of public explanation, so. Dang, he got the super delegates? Wow. He got even <laughs> the electoral vote? Okay, yeah. He lost the popular vote. <laughs> hmm. Oh, boy. Yeah, you know, we'll see. We'll see. I I don't think we can say too much more because we just don't know. Yeah, yeah, exactly. This is all speculation. All speculation. Ah, man. Okay. Okay. Do you want to go on to some other lighter news, or do you want to take a break first, or what do you want to do? Yeah, let's let's take a little break. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna. I think I have to restart my camera out here. I see it doing some weird stuff. Okay, okay. No problem. All right, so yeah, let's take a break. We'll be back. We're going to talk about some character stuff. We're going to talk about a bunch of tournament results. And by the way, I have swag. Let me know if this is stuff that you all care about. You know, don't put your name in if you don't care about it, okay? But I have some Roadrunner Records swag. As you can see, I have a beanie here. I have... Some long sleeve shirts with their logo on it, and I have a hoodie. Nice. With their logo on it. Uh, I'll talk about the uh, sizes later okay. on. No, obviously, sizes. obviously, we'll, we'll do that later on. You're, I mean, obviously, you have that stuff because you're a huge Roadrunner Records fan. That's so, can exactly you explain right. to everybody the details of Roadrunner Records and like who they have on their label and stuff? Sure, Roadrunner Records has Slipknot and Ghidorah. All right, let's take a break so we or give David some time to look this up. We'll, uh, we'll give him a chance to look it up, and when we come back, uh, we'll tell you a little bit more about Roadrunner Records. <laughs> All right, we'll be right back, guys. We'll be right back. Alright, I am running the app. Yep, and I have turned us back on. That kissing noise is totally me kissing David over the internet. Wow. Twanky. 
That is uh, Kitty here. My boy Nathan is here. He's missed me very, very much in the past week. Oh, yeah, I bet. Oh, man. Or both. Yeah. Hi. Meow. He's not meowing back at me. <sighs> uh, donations should give um, notifications. Do you not see any notifications? Did we not see any? I'll see if I can find the stream labs and uh, get some of that. I'll read it out there if, if, if I don't. Hey, so apparently when we went live, I had it as we were playing Teppin rather than talk shows. Um, <laughs> so my bad. You want to do a quick restart? Um, no, it's no? fine. Okay. Don't worry about it. Oh, it did update? Teppin. Teppin. Um, I don't you see know, any... Um, I don't see any donation notifications... Um, and we can talk about the Spider-Man stuff later. That looks cool. So I don't actually see any notifications about it, so... Hi, boy. Hi, baby boy. A cat, huh? Are yeah. we going to have a cat battle? Is your cat over there? Uh, not in the room. Mm, okay. <laughs> You're going out to get the cat. That's awesome. Yay! Here, I'm, t I'm turning on the camera during this break here. All right, I'm good to go. <laughs> Hold up your cat to the camera. There you go. Cat battle. Cat battle. Nathan versus Ajax. Did you Bro. see the last video that I put up? No, I did not. Where Ajax snuck into the room during a <laughs> tournament stream that I did. That's awesome. I was doing one of the Mortal Kombat online tournaments on Sunday. And he snuck into the room. He opened that door right back there. Uh-huh. And he came into the room. And he came right up here. And then he, at some point, like this, decided that he didn't want to be held anymore. And he tried to get out. And he opened up the door and got out. Oh, he knows how to open up the door now, huh? Yeah, he opened up the door to get in, and then he was trying to open up the door to get out. Unfortunately, we went to break, and so that he was like opening it, and he finally got out once we were on Dang. break. Dang, that was cool. I, I have knobs, so my cats can't open those. But if I ever switched it to uh, the lever ones, they probably would be able lever. to do it as well. So, all right. All right anyways, let's get back to the show. I'm gonna go back to the break screen, mute mute our mics, and then I'll tell us when we get back. Right. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Tuesday Show. I am James, and David, of course, is coming to you live from his home over there. Say hello to everybody, David. Hello! Let's talk about characters. Let's talk about bands of characters, to be precise. <laughs> yeah, you can't just say bands. <laughs> yeah, I guess that's true. Yeah. Let's talk about character bands. Let's talk about Hero first. Mm-hmm. In... Smash. This is a character that came out not too long ago, and it has a lot of random elements. 
Yes. In how it works. And immediately upon it coming out, even before it came out, to be honest, even at like as soon as Sakurai was showing it off, uh, there were people who were like, "This character looks wild. We don't want all the randomness that he's coming in with." And now he's out. And yeah, he definitely has random stuff. Mm-hmm. He, uh, and and should that should he be banned because of that? Right. This is a an ongoing topic. And in fact, the. South Australian scene has already banned Hero. He is banned uh, in that scene. And in other scenes uh, throughout the world, there are conversations as to whether to do so. Yeah, I mean, I don't think there's enough statistical data to ban him yet. Now, I agree that, you know, a lot of people are going to be mad about randomness, and Hero's randomness is nothing like Faust, for example, right? Like, right. Faust throws items and, you know, you, you learn to deal with it. Sometimes he gets ridiculous meteors that can change the match. It's still nothing to the extent of Hero being like, oh, one hit kill, you know, from zero to death instantaneously. Now, the chances of that happening, I've heard, are very rare. And sure. I've also heard that Hero is actually kind of, without that randomness, kind of a low-tier character, not very strong. I would like to see hero allowed in tournaments because even if hero could win a tournament based off of that randomness would you as a player who is legitimately trying to compete and win this event pick a character who you'd have to rely on something and hope it works you know just like that so i don't think hero from what i read and from what people have told me that he's not a very good like if he was an excellent character and had the randomness that would be an issue, but I heard he's not a very, he's like a sub, you know, hero with the sword character, and if he isn't winning tournaments, I don't see why there's any reason to ban him already, honestly, so, and, and people have said he's anti-competitive, but I don't, I don't see that right now, so. Well, I'm fine with it, that is to say, I'd be fine with banning him, uh, you know, the Smash scene has a lot more history. What are you doing, Ajax? A lot more history <laughs> of uh, banning stuff, right? It's mm-hmm. not in the rest of the FGC, that's very rarely done. But in Smash, it's not like that. Like, just as a core way that they mm-hmm. play, they have to ban items, stages, yada, yada. Um, I don't think that the, the step of banning to them is not, like, as dire as it is in the rest of fighting games, where it's you know, very rare, right? We almost never do it. So that's fine. And I'm, you know, I'm persuaded by the people who say that even apart from the randomness, and by the way, I've seen multiple clips of heroes killing on stream. Mm -hmm. The stream matches are a tiny percentage of all the matches that are played, and I've already seen it happen several times. So, uh, you know, I mean, I feel like it can't be that few of of, of, of that rare of an occurrence. Um, even, Even on top of the RNG, the language issue, I yeah. think, is, is significant, right? So you have to read the little menu very quickly to know what's going on. And if you, it's not in a language that you know, or if it's not in the language that you've come to expect, then uh, that could probably be a problem for international players as well. Yeah, actually... So I can I I, see that being a problem. I hadn't heard about the language argument until I just read the chat right now. And as soon yeah. as they posted that, I was like, hey. Yeah, because yeah. that's definitely an issue, because not only... 
even if you're not using hero, if you're fighting against them and they pick an item and you can't read it, you don't know what to expect. That's a problem too. The it, language it, thing, it, it, the language thing, I think is more of an issue than 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 the the RNG factor. I just don't want to discount the RNG factor. Well, well, I think that the language thing also matters. The RNG, it sounds like it's super obnoxious. I wouldn't like it either. And I, I don't want to make a comparison. Is is that you know you said that you don't either to Faust or to other mm-hmm, characters mm-hmm. that have exist. Not he's not Omen, right? Where Omen's fireballs appear in one of a set random ways. It's not like that. It's much more comprehensive, and and the the swing is much stronger. Faust just has good tools, right? Omen ended up just having good tools in addition to the randomness. Hero like depends on it in a substantial way and he can kill himself as well as killing the opponent like what if he gets the one where he just gets he has super slow movement and he just gets killed right um <laughs> i think that's stupid i mean i'm gonna be honest so so while if that character came out in some you know one of the fighting games that has a history of not banning things then maybe maybe we treat it differently, but in the context of Smash, where banning things is not that big of a deal, yeah, man, if the scene wants to do it, more power to him. I <laughs> totally totally fine with me. No big deal. Okay, okay, fair enough. Um, yeah, I mean, I w- I'm always just kind of in that standpoint where I'd like to see it first before banning it, but that is definitely an old school FGC mentality. If well, I think if you're banning because the character's too good, then that is something that you need to prove. Mm-hmm. But that's not the reason that he'd be banned. Right. The The reason for banning him would not be that he's too strong. It's that he's too random. And that's something that you can just see. It's You know, you don't need to... I don't know how long you need to spend investigating right. the character to find yeah, that the, out. The thing, and but, the, but, the language issue as well is just something that... There it is. You don't right. The question it. is, basically, yeah, he's probably not going to win tournaments, but... The one time he gets something lucky, he might send MK Leo to losers, and that will affect the tournament drastically. You know what I mean? He might not affect the overall situation, but he can definitely affect very individual situations, which would be kind of annoying. Well, and and whoever loses to it, right? right exactly. Johnny exactly. Donuts or not, right? Mm-hmm. Johnny Donuts will have as much reason to complain as MK Leo. So yeah, I wouldn't. I don't think I would want it either. I, I don't have any position on whether the character's good. I mean, to be honest, I, I don't know enough about it. But I, I just think that the reasons that I've seen people talking about for banning him are, are separate from whether he's a good character. Right. It's that he is too random and the language issue is there. Yeah. I mean, the other thing, too, is that, honestly, you know, from a banning perspective, you're not going to be short on characters to pick. Right? Yeah, there's... <laughs> 124 other characters to pick in Smash. Right? And Ultimate, so, so many. You are not lacking. Yeah, if you ban one character, it's really not going to be terrible. So, yeah. Uh, okay, Leo said that he thinks Tiro's top 10. Okay. Thanks, Gamer Tilda. Oh, really? Okay, okay. Well, does he say he's top 10 with the randomness or without the randomness? That's the question. But, I... I, I is Ajax want out, or is he just chilling back there? When he wants out, he usually goes over here to this side oh, of the door. Oh, okay, okay. Oh, dang! 
I don't know if the chat can actually see the cat. Oh, they did. Okay, I don't know if they actually saw the the laser eyes on the cat. Oh, yeah, I did it. Was it weird? Yeah, he got to the right angle and all of a sudden he went, warrior, uh, and he had laser cat eyes. <laughs> Let him be a love. Oh, there it is again. Oh, yeah, I see it. Wow. <laughs> he looks kicked after his daddy, all right? There you go. Laser eyes. Oh, that's too funny. <laughs> Anything else to say about Hero for now? Uh, no. Uh, like I said, I mean, I, honestly, I haven't seen enough of him for me to really have super informed opinion. So if anybody ever tries to go, look, James is wrong because he said, I'm saying it right now. I really honestly don't know enough to say whether he should be banned or not. So. All right. Well, something else I definitely don't have enough information to say whether he should be banned or not is GT Goku in Dragon Ball Fighters. Yeah, saw, so did that just saw, start happening today? Because I just I, like, I saw it today. I mean, I don't follow it terribly closely, but I saw on Twitter a bunch of my friends who I do follow, who do follow it, were talking about whether he should be banned. Um, I don't know how many of them take that seriously. In I mean, fact, I think most of the people who I saw tweeting about it were not down. I mean, if if Bardock wasn't banned, I mean, and Cell wasn't banned early on, like, Cell was on every team at first, Bardock was on every team... I heard GT Goku is on every team, and they just yeah. want to ban him for variety's sake. But you know, that's th- th- this is one situation where it, you don't ban things in a game like Dragon Ball unless it's wildly too good. Okay, okay, hang on a second. So Crack Prime in the chat says that Sonic Fox said it as a parody, as a joke to the hero ban. And then every a bunch of people started taking it seriously. So it might not have actually been serious all along. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the people who I saw talking about it, I think were mostly not, not, not down with it anyway. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, I don't know, dude. I haven't played the character. I haven't played the game in a year. So I don't have any position on it other than to say that I think it sounds pretty dumb. <laughs> <laughs> well, if that's the case and it's not actually a serious conversation, then... You know, again, same point, right? You know, I'm not... Obviously, especially on a team game as well, so, you know, it's not like he... You have to be good with some other characters in order to win with him, right? It's not like he's just winning the whole thing by himself, so... And Badass Cyborg 2000 is saying, what I mean is that don't ban characters in non-Smash games unless they're Akuma in Street Fighter 2 level of broken. Yeah. Yeah, that's basically the position. And then it's true that Marvel 3 had a lot of characters who were on... A lot of teams with some of the same characters. Mm-hmm. Doom was everywhere, right, for example. Virgil. Uh, yeah, Virgil was common. There was a time in the game's development where it seemed like it was really narrowing down to, like, a Zero team. You know, uh, Zero May Cry was right. really popular. Almost everybody else who didn't have that had Doom on Anchor. It was really narrow. And then it kind of reached a point where it opened back up. Mm-hmm. I don't know enough about Dragon Ball to know whether that is a likely occurrence. And, and even Certainly, then... At the, at the time in Marvel 3, none of us thought that it would open up. Oh, we yeah, the cat is trying to open the door now. Oh, cool, yeah, you can get to watch him do that. Um, oh, no, now he's laser-eyeing us. Bzzz, okay. But, yeah, at, at that time in Marvel 3, it was just a few teams, and we weren't sure that it would ever change. Right. It ended up doing so, and I don't know whether that's also likely in Dragon Ball or not. Mm-hmm. I yeah, know. I mean, yeah, you guys can, yeah, check it out. Even back in MVC three, when it started narrowing, I didn't even mind it because that's what MVC two did anyway. 
Right? Yeah. MVC2, there's literally like four or five characters that you see even being used. Most of them are just assists anyway, right? So, but man, it's so cool. Like talking to Yipes about MVC2 and hearing all about like the meta of the game and everything. And because I honestly don't know this, the, 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 the character matchup meta very well in MVC2. It's so fascinating yeah. talking to him. Is, is Lyra on the other side of the door or something? Or no, but there is a uh, there's a little mat on the ground where we have one of their water, and he's tugging at the mat trying to pull it underneath. <laughs> I don't know why. Go, kitty. You yeah. You're looking at the door. Go, kitty. Get the door. Get the door. Get the door, kitty. Get the door. He's, he's really thinking right about it. it. He's yeah. thinking about this. We'll see. I'll, I'll give him another few minutes, and if he doesn't open it up, then I'll, okay. I'll let okay. him out. Yeah. So I think it'd be cool for people to see him get out. Yeah. It's cool to watch. And apologies to everybody who's listening to this on in podcast form. You are on camera. David's cat is like literally staring at the doorknob of his door, like, and he's in like crouch position, like he's ready to jump up and open it. But uh, he is oh, yeah. definitely relaxed now, so he's not doing anything. So oh, well, everybody yeah, on Twitch slash YouTube right now is just on their on their like edge of their seat, seeing if the cat can ever find his way out. <laughs> Good old Ajax the cat. Yes. Anyway, that's it about Dragon Ball, I guess. That's it about banning yeah. characters. Okay, okay. Okay. Well, you want to talk about some of the things that went down? Uh, yeah, let's talk about some results. All right, cool. So, let's begin by talking about Collision 2019, which was a Tekken tournament in Lima, Peru. Mm -hmm. It was a Masters event. And it was very well attended. And the results were super sick. Right. By the way, Let's... just as an opportunity to say this, shout-outs once again to the TWT for doing a great job throwing their events all around the world because it does promote everybody going to the event. So this is an event, obviously, in Peru, but a bunch of players went there, including, like, Ni was there, right? No, I know, like, Saint was there. He was, he was not there. Let me tell you what happened. Okay, so sure. in, I'm going to go reverse order, which we don't do often anymore, but I think it's interesting in this case. Seventh places were Talon Book and Kudance. Mm -hmm. Fifth places were Talon Kakoma and Gigi Saint. Okay. Fourth place was B.H. Ruperto from Venezuela. Third place was Get Gosu Nene from Peru. Second place was Roinichi from Peru. First place was Get Gosu Abel Del Maestro from Peru. So you had four players from East Asia and four players from South America in the top eight, and the South Americans got the entire top half of the top eight. Peru was all top three. So in the end, it turns out that Korea was bad at Tekken. <laughs> it turned out that Korea was not even top two. <laughs> we thought they were the best. Not only were they not the best, but they weren't the second best either. I guess you need to be a country that starts with the letter P to be the best at uh, The P's Tekken. are killing it right now. Yeah, I know, right? Man, I'm trying to think of the other on ones the, now. Next up on the list, man. Which, what, what other countries can come and destroy the Philippines? Actually, the Philippines are pretty good at Tekken <laughs> too. Yeah. Ah, there yeah. you go. Okay. Poland. Yeah, hey, I was yeah, just Poland, right? I was just in Poland. I should have checked out the Tekken scene over there, dude. <laughs> oh, man. So yeah, that's so so cool. And when 
who I think it was Ruperto eliminated Saint, I think is what it was, to, to ensure that it was all top four South America, they had a party. <laughs> it was so sick. Oh, yeah, here we go. Here we go. Go, kitty. Go, kitty. You can do it. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> it's, the cat is reaching up right now. He's standing on his legs. He has the doorknob. He's moved the doorknob handle partly down. He's bending. Oh, he's bending it more. He's he's reached up there. He's definitely has it, and he's trying to pull on the door, but he let go of the knob. He doesn't realize the handle plus pulling is the dual action combined together to be able to open the door. He's pawing at the. Oh, oh, he's re oh, he's going for a cross-handed reach right now, and he's still standing on his hind. Oh, he gave up. He sat back down. He couldn't hey, do it, Dad. and he gave the laser eyes to the camera. Gave the laser eyes to the camera. Man. <laughs> he needs better range. <laughs> okay, anyways. Uh, I had to play-by-play -play for the podcast people at home, so... <laughs> I'll, give him, I'll give him another couple minutes. I'll give him another chance. Okay, okay, he okay. Get, he, when, he, when he fails like that, he usually takes a little bit of time and then goes back to it. Yeah, he has to rest up and reevaluate his strategy. He's going to watch it's some almost, of the replays and, you know... <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's almost in time for him, so he wants to go downstairs like that. Uh, that's awesome. Okay, and, anyways, what were we saying? Oh, yeah, Peru, Peru. Yeah, so, yeah anyway, uh, when it was all top four South America, they actually had a party out there. Oh, God, that's so cool. awesome, though. I mean, Tekken is in such an awesome place. And, and you know, it, it, the, the, the parody of this game is just so good right now. Like... Oh, thank you, Evening Star, for the subscription. But yeah, the the, the parity, P-A-R-I-T-Y, of, of Tekken right now is just so strong. It's very, mm -hmm. very exciting, to be honest with you. And I think Tekken is in a wonderful place. Um, oh, yeah. And uh, I'm, I'm so excited for its future, basically, at this point. All right, let's talk about the Fight Club NRW, which okay. takes place in Köln, Germany. Street Fighter V was a ranking event on the CPT, and it was won by Nasser Bigbird, who just got second at Evo. Yeah. So things are working out for him. And he beat Mouse Problem X in the grand finals. Uh, in fact, I think he sent Problem X to losers, too, if I recall correctly. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. The you know, thing he said that on Twitter was... Oh, that's right. By the way, David, before you go on, uh, going back to the Tekken thing, some people are mentioning this in the chat. Um, you know, a lot of people have said that Arslan Ash isn't even the best player in Pakistan, that it's actually a wise honey. And right. uh, he just got sponsored. So right, right, right. Uh, I don't know what, I don't know what his visa issue for the US is and stuff like that, but obviously he can start traveling to a lot of different countries. So now Look, we man, might be seeing two the Pakistan finals are in Thailand this year. That's right. He so might be able to go there and win the last chance qualifiers. Yeah, we mentioned when Chikorin and Africa, who else also came out to Pakistan, that Awais Honey was the one who 10 0'd Chikorin. And then Chikorin made. Didn't he get top 8 at Evo like two weeks later? Uh, so Awais like Honey 10 0'd that guy. <laughs> so, you know, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. Oh, Kuro Kuro was the other one, yeah. Cool. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Perfect. Yeah, that would be very cool to watch. Anyways, continue. Sorry. Did yeah, you... anyway, what Big Bird said was that he feels like he's 
got a big load off. Having gotten second at EVO, like, pretty good chance he's going to make it into Capcom Cup at this point. So he feels that he's locked it up early, and he no longer has the big stress of being worried about qualifying. Ah, and that interesting. Because of that, he was like, man, I'm just playing so great. I don't have to, you know, I'm not, <laughs> just, I don't have as much stress. That's good, though. I mean, oh, look, it's great to have it's to follow great. up a second place at Evo to beating Problem X in the grand finals of a European event. I mean, look, I was so happy for him when he got second place. I mean, he's just been a guy who's been playing so well and working so hard. And you know, again, similar to the to the Pakistan story, right? We're just used to it because Big Bird and Angry Bird have been at so many events for so long now. But honestly, if you think about it, just the fact that they're even having this kind of opportunity is super awesome. So shout outs once again to to Nasser NASR uh, for right. the for their sponsoring of them. And so you know, it's just been really awesome to see this kind of success from him from a region that we wouldn't have imagined would have this kind of you know opportunity. So to see him playing so well, I think it's one of the it's one of those great FGC stories that makes me proud to be a part of the FGC. You know. I'm with you. I'm with you. And third place at this tournament was Angry Bird. Mm -hmm. So it was, a, it was a great tournament for them. Tekken 7 was won by TDB Malekith. And Samurai Shodan was won by NVS Mr. Crimson. Reinhardt got second. Nice. Okay. Crimson was a, well, probably still is a super good SFI player, but I think he's always been more of a Sam Show guy. I think that was like always his favorite game. So shout out to him for doing the Brooklyn. You know, I just th thought about this. Like, some people are joking. Arcade Ghost in the chat types, the birds are coming in hot. I need to ask Big Bird and Angry Bird if we're allowed to turn them into emotes. And that way, when we play the bird outro, people can actually just spam those emotes instead, you know. That actually is so genius. Yeah, I, I might actually have to ask them if I can actually. All right, take a note. <laughs> take a note right there. <laughs> that would be better than any sort of actual bird emote, I think, so I'm going to ask them about that, so. I don't think this little kitty cat's going to try to make his way out anymore. He yeah, I know. It's up. all good. It's all good. He's yeah, just I'll, chilling. I'll let, I'll let him sit down until we take a break. He's hanging. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about Super Smash Con. This happened, I think, a couple of weeks ago at this point on the 11th, and, you know, obviously it's gigantic. This is one of the gigantic uh, Smash tournaments. It had Super Smash Bros. Ultimate, and that was won by MKLeo with Joker. He's pretty good. <laughs> I heard I heard he just won another big tournament like a few weeks ago too. I heard I heard that was true. Yeah, I heard yeah. it was 3500 people who he beat in that yeah. tournament. So it was all, so, all right. Dude, what was it I saw that someone actually said that um if there was a single elimination tournament for the entire planet, a 1v1, it would take you it was like 100 win it was like it was like something small. It was like 80 wins to win the tournament like that's how fast you know having everything takes or something like it was some crazy yeah, number like that it was kind of crazy not a big surprise oh no my camera froze wow it was your it was your fault wow i and my foreign tech mom not even there in person and my tech's doing great that's so weird what happened here uh how I'm long have advantage. i been froze how long have I been frozen for? Uh, 
30 seconds. Oh, okay, okay. So not too long then. Hang on. Let me try something real quick. Keep talking, yeah. David. I'm going to mess with stuff. Uh, okay, I just wanted to bring up the fact that it was fun to watch. I actually did watch a bunch of it. Sorry, there's uh, going to be an echo for a little bit just so I can hear David. But... That's fine. Yeah, I watched, I watched a bunch of it. It had really good character variety. You know, the top eight, and you got Joker, Peach, Pokemon Trainer, Young Link, Zero Suit, Captain Falcon, Game & Watch, Palutena, Fox, Falco, and Mario. It was, that, that was really cool. But the sickest moment was actually before that. Did you watch the Leffen match? Did you see that? Did you see what happened there? I didn't get a chance to watch any of it, so... Oh, man. It was hilarious. Um, do, you, do you remember the like smash blow up for a while, where um, Salem was saying things about melee players that like they're not really playing Smash? Yeah, 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 yeah that's remember right. The, remember the whole like whatever nonsense happened? Yeah. Well, he versus Leffen happened in Smash Ultimate. You know, not even in Leffen's main game, of course. Right. And Leffen beat him. Yo! Let him be him. <laughs> and dude, the crowd was going so crazy. But the wildest thing was that the next morning, all right, I woke up and I saw that Kimmer had put out the video already on YouTube. So I was like, all right, cool, check it out. It had 250,000 people who had already viewed it <laughs> the next morning. The Jeez. next morning. Um, you know, you're just reminded sometimes of how big that scene is and whether it's the fact that they had you know almost a third i guess more than a more than a third of all the people who entered a tournament at evo entered smash right uh they had a ton of people watching they had two hundred fifty thousand people watch the youtube video in a day in a day the reach is just unlike anything else anything else so shout out to them it was really really fun to watch enjoyed it the melee tournament was won by Left. He took it. Oh, that's he not surprising, right there. In Leffitt. well, I mean, he beat Omni Box and Grand Finals to get it. Oh, okay, you know, nice, okay, okay. Yeah, it was it was a good tournament. Zane got third. Uh, Amso was up there in fifth. It was cool, dude. So he beat he beat Hungry Box twice. Then wow. Okay. I, yeah, I think it was winners and grounds, right? Twice, three, oh, dang. Okay, so he. Yeah, yeah winners and grounds. Well, yeah, I mean, both. look. Hungrybox is obviously the guy that you gotta practice against now, right? He's the one that you've gotta figure out. So that's that's really impressive to six oh Hungrybox at an event like that. Yeah. Shout outs to Left and then placing oh, yeah. placing you said third in Ultimate? No, no. In Ultimate he didn't get top eight. Oh okay, okay, okay. He just, he just beat Salem. He got I mean he did well. Seventeenth. Seventeenth, okay, gotcha, gotcha. That's actually really cool. Good, good for Leffen. Good for Leffen, dude. Yeah. Shout out to that guy. I've always they actually I... had a Smash Bros. Four tournament and the Buzz won it. Oh, nice. <laughs> they actually had a Brawl tournament and Anti won it. And then sixty four was won by Keys. Okay, where was SmashCon taking place? Oh man, I don't remember. Um, I want to say at Eastern Seaboard. Let me see. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, Chantilly, Virginia. Okay, yeah. okay, gotcha. All right. All right. Let's talk about some online events because actually a bunch of stuff happened. Uh, I'll just go through it quickly. But um, there was there were a couple of CPTs and there was a one Mortal Kombat. So let's okay. talk about the CPTs first. 
the CPT East Asia online happened. Nemo won it. <laughs> First place with Urian. Gotchkin got second with Rashid. And then Itazan after that with Geef and Abby. But it was cool, dude. Nauman did work as Sakura. I always like to see that. That was a lot of fun. There were two Dalsums in top eight. Diamond and YFC Mochi. Yeah, what's interesting there is that uh, we haven't seen any of the new characters there. But if I'm not mistaken, in the Latin event... Mono placed really high and did use some poison, right? Well, uh, say that again. You, you broke up a little bit. Uh, so it's what's interesting to me is in that top eight in in Asia, none of the new characters were used. None of the three new characters were right, used in the right, top right. eight. But if I'm not mistaken, also this weekend was the Latin one, right? Yeah, that was uh, a couple of weeks ago. Oh, it was a couple uh, weeks ago. Week oh, okay, but. Um, but I don't think you could use the new characters. Oh, okay, okay, okay. And they just came out, right? Okay, gotcha, uh, gotcha. But Mono, Mono did get third at the Reddit R Street Fighter. Oh, week. it was the Reddit one. Okay, he okay. He was using uh, poison, right? He used poison in okay. that, that, yeah. Nice. But he did, he did also do well in the online Latin America. So Meta RD won it with Birdie, a little bit of Mika, a little bit of Karen. Mono got second with, I think, entirely Fang. Yeah, I'm not surprised. Well, he said on Twitter that he was thinking about going to Bison, but that he thinks that Fang does fine against Birdie, that that's not, like, a character problem. He just got, yeah. Right. Played. He actually was a round away, or maybe he was two rounds away from taking the first set of Grand Finals. Uh, maybe, let me see, maybe it was Winner's Finals. No, he, no, he's, okay, yeah, right. So Mono was in it from winner's side in Grand Final. Okay. He beat DRA in winner's finals. And then he was close to doing it in the first set and just got steamrolled after that. He got 6 0 <laughs> I think, something like okay. that after that. Okay. It was a blow-up. So. Cool. Anyway, shout-out to Mena. He's, he's strong. He's kind of good, you know. He is. Oh, shit. And then in the Mortal Kombat 11 Pro Competition Online NA West... They already had the East. The West happened over the weekend, and the winner of it was Rewind. Rewind used Liu Kang and Jackie, mostly Liu. But the second place was Phoenix, a player from Arizona who's on the come-up, and he used Reborn Scorpion. And Scorpion just got the change of his teleport no longer being a mid. It's now a high. Right. And a lot of people were like, oh, no, he got really hurt. Anyway, he got second place at this big as this tournament, right? So yeah, I mean, that even as a Scorpion player myself, I honestly didn't think it was that big of a deal. But you know, yeah, right, right. right. Uh, third was DJT. You had Han Rashid up there, Deoxys, and Too Easy. Then DJ Homies and Sushik Nash fan. It was, it was good, really fun to watch. Oh, I heard about it, Puzera, and I'd rather not find anything else about it so if you can hold off on discussing that or go go somewhere else to talk about it i would really appreciate it oh was there actual uh, another leak or something again yeah i'd rather not even give it more oh, okay okay <laughs> all right nope discussion anybody who's a mod in our chat if anyone tries to post anything about a leak of a combat pack please type yeah, them no, out yeah anyway moving on you moving have been on. warned yeah well i don't think he's gonna do it now but no know. i'm just saying anybody else who just tries to be a jerk about it basically for sure which could clearly happen, so... Let's talk about other stuff. Okay, that's all I got. No, hold on. There was actually one more tournament that I wanted to... I wanted to get to the Crucial Alliance. Actually, I wanted to talk about one other tournament as well, but go ahead. Sure. 
So let's talk about the Crucial Alliance, which was a memorial tournament for the passing of Crucial B. Oh, that's right. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, I just think that's important to to bring up. Uh, sure. It was won by Rama Sama. You know, Blazer Fury got second. Noah Speck third. Uh, that's in Street Fighter. Dozo won Showdown. But yeah, just something to mention. Um, you know, again, that was not long ago. Here's something that I that I found out, dude. Uh, his his funeral was on Evo again. I met somebody from the scene, and really? he said that they that yeah that they went to Evo. So well, obviously each person had to make their own choice, but that uh, yeah it was the same weekend as uh, Evo, unfortunately. Well, I mean, nothing to say except that's just unfortunate that it worked out that way. It's very sad. Yeah. Very sad. Yeah, and right before Honda passed out. I mean, obviously that there's a thousand important reasons why it's sad, but that's definitely. That's, you know, that <sighs> irony. Wait, I just wanted to highlight that. There you go. Okay. Uh, also, just to, of note, uh, you know, one of the reasons why I was gone for the last week was because I, well, not one of, the reason is because I actually went to Germany this last weekend for another U.S. Army event. And uh, so we did the U.S. Army event in Bavaria. And uh, it was won by a player named Blood and Guts 7 who clearly knew what he was doing. Very, very, very good. Knew all the high-level strategies. I see. Turns out to be Antoine's cousin, Alucard. So it was Alucard's... Really? Yeah, it was Alucard's cousin. Okay, I I thought the way... I thought where you were going was that he didn't know anything at all. That he was in total scrub. But actually, he was legit, and he was actually Antoine's cousin. Yeah, so he used, like, three different characters. He had crazy Urian mix-ups. Okay. His main was Mika, but he was doing all the standard combos and resets in the corner and everything. Okay. The person who got second place was Jay Shells, who was also another one of those players that had his own fight stick and had nice. a really strong Falk, was doing some of the crazy wow. okay. Falk combos. And the only reason why he didn't win was because Blood and Guts was there, so... There was at least like four or five people who were really good. And keep in mind that the person who won Germany last year, uh, Haitian King, was the one who won the whole entire thing across mm-hmm. the entire army thing. So, you know, I, I asked Blood and Guts during the interview. I was like, so do you want to keep the championship here on this base? And he's like, yeah. So, <laughs> But I think that's kind of cool. So there did, you go. Did you get to do anything else in Bavaria? And also where in Bavaria? Uh, yeah, so that's what the thing is. I figured I would talk about that at the end of the show, unless you want okay, to sure, ta- yeah. talk about it now, because, yeah, it uh, was a long was... week, and it was fun, so it was it was good times. It was good times. Cool, man. Uh, let's talk about other stuff, then, in the meantime. You want to get to some game news? Yeah, let's do that. I just wanted to talk briefly more about Honda, Lucia... Poison and Nightwolf, who all came out just okay. after Evo. So before you get started on that, let me just say, because I've been traveling for the past week, I have barely had a chance to do anything. And in fact, that you saw all of my interaction with Honda and uh, and Poison afterwards. You came into my chat for a little bit oh, right, while right, I was right. streaming Honda. I think Honda is sick, by the way. Like, I agree with you. I think he's cool. He's not only kind of sick, but he's... Actually, this is the case probably for all of them. I haven't messed with Lucia at all yet, which I'm planning okay. to do very soon. But for what I've seen, all three of them are much more execution heavy than a lot of characters in previous seasons. 
Honda has that crazy hand slap thing from the whiff cancel off of the, like I was learning how to do strong whiff right. cancel stomp in the hands. And that's actually really fun. Like I want to use Honda just to keep doing that. You know what I mean? And again, that's, that's the appeal of execution. It just feels good to practice something and get good at it. And then right. from what I've seen from Poison, it's, it's a lot of stand heavy punch with whip stance canceling. So she's right. Johnny. She, like they put Johnny yeah, in the wow, game, yeah. and the only reason oh, why right. I picked Johnny in the first place is because he had miss cancels. But like, not only uh, that, but it's also confirming too. Like you'll see them whip him, and if it hits, they'll let the whip rock, and then they can right. combo off of that. Or if it doesn't hit, then they cancel it. Like if it's blocked, they cancel it, and she's plus in that situation. I don't know. Seems like a lot of really cool things with these. I really like the way the characters look and. Lucia has like these yeah. crazy stun combos. Like if she back throws you out of the corner, then she throws an EX fireball, does the combo where she runs and shoulder tackles you into the fireball and then keeps the combo going. I don't know. The, the characters seem really sick to me so far. I'm with you, man. I'm really, really enjoying them. So I mostly have been playing Honda, but I have played some Poison too now. I've investigated Lucia as well. I like Honda a lot, and I think he's strong. I don't think he's... My initial thought was like, wow, this character is super good. But then I think that um, my initial testing of his anti-air was that it was stronger than it actually is. Oh, okay, so, okay. you know, like I found that Stan Fierce will... There are some things that it loses to. But if you have back charge, you have one of the best and easiest anti-airs in the game in Fierce and EX headbutt. Like, right. You should just not get jumped in on ever. You press forward and punch. It's like, you know, how do you screw it up? Mm -hmm. um, so so I think so he is a great wall in a lot of matchups, which is really nice. It's really useful in a lot of matchups to be a wall. But at the same time, he has the speed because headbutt's fast. Headbutt is actually fast. <laughs> I've been able to get through fireballs from far. Okay. EX headbutt is super easy. You basically can't throw a fireball if he has charge. And since he can clap, right, moving right. forward with V-Skill, uh, that's bazooka knee moving forward, so you can keep your charge while moving ah. forward, which Honda has never had. And he can cancel the clap if he erases a fireball, too, right? He can. He so can. you can clap yeah. the fireball I, into cancel, so... I think the the fireball nullification part of it, I think it's not that useful, because it's, I think, 15 frames startup. Right, right, but, right, right. But if you just have the, the call out... Aspect of it. Yeah, totally, totally, yeah. yeah. Uh, so I think he actually does have a lot of all-around stuff, and I think there's a lot of matchups where I feel that he's at least even and maybe wins. I'm still working on that part. Okay. And anyway, it's super fun. Poison, I like, but am not sure she's strong. Um, so I like the idea, I've been playing her a little bit. I like the idea of a ranged grappler, right? Mm, right. I like the idea of zoning out with her whips, and I like the idea of using V-Trigger 2 for her command grabs. I think neither one is as strong as I want it to be. Um, and the, the poisons that I've seen do well are more about uh, pressuring and setups. Right. She has some, she has some crazy setups, side-to-side right. -side stuff, very interesting stuff. That's been uh, the most of the success that I've seen for poisons have. The, the range stuff, I just don't know, man. Even as, as Honda, I feel that I can deal with that. <laughs> as Zanky, if I've played against him, I feel like I can deal with that. Yeah, I didn't I feel I like... I don't know who that works on. I don't so feel I, like I her range funny. zoning stuff was her strength. I didn't feel like yeah. that was the case at yeah, all. I so. agree with you. Um, so, I mean, as of what it is right now, I've heard ups and downs on Honda. I've heard some people say that he's going to be good. I heard some people say that he's not great. 
heard the same thing about Poison. Lucia seems to be pretty universally appreciated as pretty strong right now. But again, I don't know anything about her yet. I need to study her, obviously. She's before... just one of those all-around characters. She just has all the tools. That's that's it. Like she she maybe doesn't excel at stuff, but she has she has the projectile for zoning and counter zoning, and also projectile for like slow approach mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, as like a guile sign bloom shield. She has a Dragon Punch. She has an Invincible EX right. move. She has a three-frame button. She has good links and hit confirms. Uh, she has good corner carry. She has some frame traps. Like, she just has all of these things. Right. And I wouldn't say that any of them is, like, the best in the game, but they're all good. Right. And by they're the way, good. Stupendous in the chat says that Poison destroys Zangief, so... Um, well, you've been playing against Anton, so you definitely have played against the better Poison than I have. Oh, uh, okay. I'm playing against... Uh, <laughs> One of my friends and random poisons on the internet. Right. So, I'm sure you know that <laughs> oh man. Well, yeah, Zangief player would say that. But uh, in my opinion, like I said, I am, I, I, I do think, unless I just see it and it does apparently turn out that there, that's one or two or three, or maybe all three of them actually are booty ass in the in terms of tier list. But I feel like by the end of the year, they might be... I think all three of them can be significant within the the tier meta. You know, that whole situation. I think they might actually be... We'll see them a lot in CPT events, I think. I mean, there are already people who are picking up Honda legit. Um, I've seen Stone Kubo playing a lot of Honda. Just in online matches, but I feel like he fits super, super well with the character. Right. And somebody else, somebody else is really good. Yeah, one thing I will say, so High Fight yeah, comes in the chat. Some really good stuff. High Fight says that Honda and Poison can get mauled. But, I mean, again, that's like Street Fighter V, right? I mean, that's what people said about G. That's what people say about a lot of characters, that they can get mauled. But I just, at this point in time, having bad, quote, defense and getting mauled, I just don't feel like is out of the ordinary. <laughs> I feel like that's the case with the most characters. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Monat is the same way too, right? So right. Monat, Abigail, G. Yeah. Uh, you you have other strengths. I mean, for a while, Urian, when he was you know, before he got nerfed a little bit, uh, he had he that was a problem for him too. Right. But he was still super good. I think there's just more to defense in the game than do they have a three frame button or an EX move. Those are very useful, but there's more to it than that. Right. Right. And yeah, it's like I said, even characters who do have three frames and EX uppercuts, they'll get mauled too. You know, it just it just happens. So. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yep. Okay, well, yeah, very fun uh, characters. I really enjoy playing. Whoops, David, you're cutting out a little bit. You're cutting out a little bit. Oh, Say uh -huh. that last sentence again. I've just been playing them a lot. Okay, cool. Yeah, like I said, I haven't had a chance to. I wish I could because I really want to check them out. They seem super interesting to me. And I just want to do strong into whiff, stomp into hands to people all day with Honda. So It's definitely cool. Yeah, he's a really fun character. I've also been playing Nightwolf. I mean, like, that's what I mean. Like Doing that hands thing is so exciting to me that I actually find myself doing it on tables. You know, it's what like are you doing it right now? yeah, like practicing role canceling a lot. Like, pe uh -huh. like you, I used to know Derek Daniels. You know, one of my old school friends. You just yeah. to see him do Blanca electricity roll cancel, like on the table all the time. So that I just want to do that with like Honda right now. So RC hands. I never, I never mastered that one. Yeah, that's hard. That is hard. 
Anyways, right, go ahead. Wolf. Night Wolf. Night Wolf. I've been playing him. I think he's very good. Oh, you're using him. Okay. Okay. I am using him. Yeah, dude. How could I not use the guy who has a command grab and also a projectile <laughs> reflect that turns into a teleport? Right. How do you not? How do I not use that? Guy, right. right. So I'm using him basically to counter zoners because I feel that for Bone Picker Baraka, his bad matchups are like a couple of the zoners. But I feel that Nightwolf blows zoners up. Yeah. So, uh -huh. so you know, there you go. And I think Soners are some of the best characters right now. Like, Cetrion is really good. Yeah. But he just reflects the boulder. He just doesn't care about it. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, boulder goes right back at her. Nice. Um, <laughs> and Scarlet got buffed, and I think she's really good. So I feel like he does well against her as well. So I think he's good in that respect. But he, you know, it's probably true that his first variation, the one that's not a command grab, is the better one. Mm -hmm. He just, he has good buttons. He... That one has a projectile reflect as well, which is just a good thing to have. He has uh, fast buttons in the mid-range. He's got good staggers up close. Uh, he just has a lot going for himself, man. That's really awesome. Good. Yeah, really fun character. Um, I like his movement a lot, especially in Ancestral Gift, which is the command grab, because, of course, I get to you know, threaten with a teleport constantly. and It's, it's, it's cool. Scarlet throws out a slow ball, right? And I just reflect it, now I'm in her face, and the slow ball's still coming at her, and it's mine now, but now I get to mix up. Um, <laughs> that's great. <laughs> it's just super fun. Oh, man. Okay. I might have to pick up this character, too. <laughs> yeah, he's really good. Uh, yeah, I already thought that Scarlet was good, and then she got buffed a little bit, and a couple of her trouble matches got nerfed a little bit. So, okay. Yeah. Uh, one she thing I'll, I'll add on, I noticed wasn't on the, the run of show here, is uh, the Sam Show patch came out. Oh, right, right. As well. Again, happened while I was out of the country. I could just read about it. Haven't had a chance to touch it, but I have talked with Olaf about it quite a bit, and I've looked through it enough, and it's really interesting. So a lot of people are saying it feels like a different game. Uh, walk speeds have been improved overall. Deflect has been nerfed as I've wanted it to be nerfed. Uh, dodges are better now so that they actually have more invincibility frames so they can go mm. through things a little bit better. Um, you know, they nerfed some things that I was surprised. Like, they made it so when you do the rage burst, it hits really high upwards now. So that okay. way, if Jubei does the running, you know, uppercut, or if Haomaru does B into uppercut and you rage burst it, you'll hit okay. him out of the air now. So you can't do that thing where you take the hit, Rage burst, have them whiff, and then punish it. Basically, oh, that's too bad. That was cool. I thought it was cool. I kind of liked it, like even as play, a Jubei right? player. I always, I thought it was kind of interesting to be like, I dare you to do it. Like, are you right, gonna do right. it right now? You know, kind of thing yeah. like that. I, I didn't mind that so, so much, like, but like you, you could press B and then not cancel it, and they would burst. Well, right? not for Jubei. Jubei? Not for Jubei. Jubei, you let he runs into you, and then you can do it anytime you wanted to. Okay. But even okay. still, then it was like if I did it early in a round, I was like, "Do you want to waste your burst right now?" Right. Of course. Go of course. for it. You know, it was actually kind of interesting. But they took that away. Okay. The weird thing about that is, is that Jubei didn't get really nerfed outside of that. Outside of the fact that back throw and the weapon flipping technique apparently doesn't work anymore. So now he has one of the only weapon flipping techniques that you just can't combo into, right? But um, that's fine because that thing getting nerfed, you know, the, the uppercut thing getting nerfed, the, the now that you can't burst it, 
Plus yeah. the fact that he didn't get any nerfs outside of that weapon flipping technique thing. Like, I think Jubei is going to be ridiculous now. I think he's going to be one. Like, he was already, like, top five to me, and he <laughs> just barely got. So it's funny because I used Jubei and Charlotte, and both of those characters barely got nerfed. And, and I thought they were both amazing anyway. So I, okay. I, I feel like they're going to be super strong. So I'm kind of happy with the patch so far. But, <laughs> I mean, uh-huh. I don't think Charlotte got super nerfed. Her uppercut got more delay on landing. That's fine. The knee got pl- like two more frames of recovery, which is fine because it used to be distanced properly. It would be plus four on block, so it's like whatever. You know, uh, I don't think she got super nerfed at all, actually. I don't think her 5K is going to be that much worse. So is we'll see. I, like I said, she places it still? What's that? Is it safe if she places it properly now? It should still oh, be. Yeah, it should still be. But uh, obviously, some of the key things is that Genjuro did get nerfed a bunch. So he's not going to be dominant like he was before. But being Genjuro, the thing that makes me happy is he doesn't seem like he's unplayable. He's still going to be super good. He's going to be super good. So it's minus two at best perfect space now. Interesting. Okay, we'll see how that goes. We'll see. Uh, I'll mess with it a little bit more and see if that uh, actually feels that much worse. Um... But, um, yeah, I don't think Enjuro is, like, been... I don't feel like he's been erased. And not only that, uh, some people are saying Shiki's really buff now. Like, so Shiki might actually be super significant now. And uh, Kyoshiro, obviously, much better now. Um, Mm. So all these characters felt like they got added to the game. Uh, Probably the biggest loser, I don't know, might be Yoshitora. Because they got rid of his cross-up jump C thing. Oh, yeah, it doesn't cross up anymore? Yeah. It, you, it, and it, before, when it crossed up, it was ambiguous, too, because he yeah. clearly looked like he was in the front, and you'd get crossed up anyway. Yeah. But Japan also thought that Yoshitora was, like, S-tier. We all thought he was, like, A-tier over here. So, you know, there's still a lot of left to be said about him. It's too bad. Um, I, I like that that was, like, a thing that you could do that was strong, so that's bummer. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Galford also got nerfed. I think Yoshitora and Galford are probably the two biggest losers in there. I know mm. Galford got his teleport stuff nerfed, but um, I don't know if anything yeah. else got nerfed, uh, but if his normal tool set is still good, I don't think he'll be, like, awful right now. He's just not going to be super annoying to fight against, where I can't do 100% of my combos because he can teleport and punish me out of it kind of a thing, so... Uh, oh, but the hitbox on the plasma blade got severely nuked, or is it just like uh, s- still okay? So, anyways, but the uh, Wu definitely got better. I don't know if she's competitive yet still, but what it sounds like they did was a really good job in compressing a lot of the tears and helping the characters that needed help. So I'm kind of excited for it. I, I need to sit down and actually play it. But uh, yeah. this is all from talking to Olaf, who's been playing it a lot recently. So I did go in and and download it and try it out just briefly, mm-hmm. and I I just wanted to see what the walk speeds felt like, mm-hmm. and they felt I mean they're faster for sure, but I, not like a lot. But I would say that I felt that uh, Kyoshiro felt like he could move. Okay. He, like, okay. Yeah, I mean to be honest with you, floating. like. <laughs> As, as a person who's been playing Samurai Shodown a lot, the walk speed doesn't even bother me. Like, yeah, I, I've, like, you, I never walk in the game. Like, 
<laughs> you know, you're always dashing, micro dashing and stuff like that. So the walk speed was never a problem to me. So the fact that the walk speed's changed, I don't think it's going to really change a huge amount. I don't know. So we'll see. We'll see. I actually kind of like the slower walk speed too because it'll let me kind of precision place myself in places and stuff. But we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Um... But yeah, uh, the biggest winners for me right now seem like it's going to be... I think Jubei seems like the biggest winner out of this patch. I, I honestly think Charlotte is also super uh, a winner here. But we'll see how badly the, 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 the knee nerf has been. I'll mess with it a little bit and see if it feels that much worse. Because if it's always negative, then that means, yeah, no matter when it's spaced, you can always attack it back. The thing about it is, which I didn't see a lot of people do, is I use the knee as a whiff throw setup tool. So I would always stand right outside the knee range and I would knee into throw. I've never seen any Charlotte do that, okay? I haven't seen any Charlotte do that. And so that's how I use the tool. So I'm always using it at that max range so that if I hit you, it was plus. Now it's mm -hmm. going to be minus, but then if I miss, then I could throw you and stuff like that. So. If it's slower on whiff, if it's noticeably slower on whiff, maybe, yeah, for sure. Okay. Well, anything else to say about uh, patches and whatnot? Uh, nope, that's all I had to say about that one. So I guess you didn't get a chance to play against Shadow Lady and Street Fighter V. No, in fact, I've never played against any of those challenges or anything like that, but from the videos I've seen, I mean, honestly, from a lore and a... Just a, you know, like a like a like a Easter eggy kind of thing. I think Shadow Lady is the coolest thing. <laughs> yeah, dude, I thought it was hilarious. I thought it was great. She, it's basically Marvel Three Chun Li Doom missiles. Right. Well, like you that, know, you know, she's scary. based off of exactly how she used to fight in one of the previous games. There was, in, in, I think it's Marvel Super Heroes versus Street Fighter, she had the ability to throw missiles out like that and then had all oh, the real? air cops. So that was the first game that she was in. Pretty sure she had all those moves, and that's why she has the air combo. She even has the super okay. that goes, ping. You know, that was the one in the original games where she did it, like the words would show up on the screen and stuff like okay. that. So I think she's a really cool idea, like a throwback kind of thing. I think that's super fun. So I didn't realize that is cool. Okay. Yeah. Oh, it was it MVC? Yeah, 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 yeah. It was MVC1 Shadow Lady. Sorry, my bad. MVC1. So there you go. Was she called Shadow Lady in that? Yeah, yeah. She's called Shadow Lady. So it's literally a reference to that game. I did not realize. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. it's literally a reference to that game. So that's why I think Shadow Lady is hilarious. And that's why she has the air combos. That's why she launches you into air combos and stuff, because they just put her into the game. And I think that's super funny. And what's cool to me is that people obviously on the PC have modded it now so that you can mess with her in training mode and stuff like that. So I think that would that's be fun cool. to do. <laughs> Yeah, she has a push block and stuff like that. So all that stuff they just put in from the game. I thought it was a great throwback. I thought it was a great reference. So I, 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 it amuses me to no end, basically. I tried it a little bit, but I don't have that much FM, so I couldn't do it that much, and I didn't win. Right. It was definitely a yeah. blowout. Yeah. But it was fun. I did see someone perfect her with Honda. So really? Okay. You just go that a screen away and headbutt, and she keeps trying to instant air dash and just gets hit by it all day. Oh. So... Okay. Well, in any case, I think that's a really cool idea. Yeah. Um, another game... Well, maybe we can save uh, Teppin for, for the end here. Yeah, but, sure. Um, 
let's get to the community stuff. There, it turns out, was a measles outbreak at Evo. Oh, God, that's right. There was a measles outbreak. Literally Ebola. the plague, right? So It was we've, actually Ebola. We had the locusts. We right, had right. the flood. Yeah, we had the flood. And now the plague was there. Like, wow. quite literally... The end of the world is actually <laughs> happening over there, dude. It's well, at least I know that I'll be safe. I don't know about all you Gentiles out there. <laughs> I would have I been fine. Yeah. <laughs> Luckily, I managed to escape the desert along with the rest of my people and came back to Los Angeles. <laughs> Didn't take me 40 days this time. Oh, man. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's, that's, a, that's a bummer. If you were there and you're not, you know, immunized, first of all, you're an idiot get immunized but also on top of that probably check yourself in yeah there's always those famous tweets out there from the anti-vaxxers that were like so what is a natural way to make it so that my kid can't get measles you know you know if i don't and it's just like come on dude (laughs) it's It's like it's there it's there it's just so Uh, dumb oh yeah anyway that happened you saw a burning car on the way to Vegas as well, so I did see a burning so car. So there was the fires Vegas, yeah. as well, so you know. All the signs of the apocalypse are coming true here. It was a burning UPS truck, yeah. The person who was driving the truck, we saw just like in the video I think you can actually see that they they just detached the burning part and oh, so the okay. trailer is on fire and the cab right, itself right, is fine. Right. Okay. Yeah, anyway, that was weird. And then the other community news I have is that I went to a weekly Street Fighter Five tournament at Game Realm instead of going to the Tuesday show last night, uh, last week because you were gone. Oh. Every Tuesday night. And where's that at? That's at uh, Game Realms in Burbank. Okay. Which okay. for me it was like 15, 20 minutes. Right. Yeah. 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 That's Absolutely. Where I live. So that was awesome. Actually, uh, I had a really good time. Did you Saw play? Friends there. I played. I entered. Yeah. How'd you do? I started up two and zero. Oh. From DQs? <laughs> oh, wow. No, I mean, the way you were smiling, the way you were smiling looked like there was, like, a joke about it afterwards. No, so. I just ended up going two and two. That's all. Oh, so okay, I went, okay. I went, you know, I uh, it, was, it was good, though. I mean, it was it was a lot of fun. Uh, learned some stuff, you know. Uh, met the owner there, Will, really nice guy. Um, Commander Jesse doing, doing the stream. Right. Uh, he and... Um, uh, Azad, we're doing a lot of the, you know, the sort of organizing aspect of oh, it, cool, which is cool. cool. Yeah, that was nice. great. Good job. Who so did you use? Be able to go out and, uh, and play again. What was that? Who did you use? Who did I use? I used Honda and Geef. Oh, okay. I, I used mostly Honda, uh, in part because the guy who ended up eliminating me was a birdie player, mm. and so I was just like, I don't. I probably shouldn't play Zangief. Mm-hmm. I should just try to learn this as Right, Honda. yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. It didn't go well, whatever. I'm still... I haven't played against a solid birdie until that point. But it was a lot of fun. And I played on stream and stuff, and that was fun. And I won one, and I lost one on stream. Cool. Nice. Shout out to the tournaments. I'm going again. That was my New Year's resolution, and it took me like half the year to feel like I was solid enough in execution. That's awesome. It. Good stuff. And now, in the last month, I've been to one for Mortal and one for Street Fighter. Nice. Okay. Cool, cool. Um, the stream is just Commander Jesse's stream. Yeah. I think Commander Jesse. I think it's just his name. CMDR Jesse, or is it? Oh, uh, maybe, maybe, maybe. It might be CMDR yeah. Jesse. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. 
Okay, cool. Um, that's all the community news you have? You're right, actually. It's CMDR, Jesse. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Also, Level Up announced that Electric Cancel is coming oh, back, which was right. a Tekken tournament from 10,000 years ago. And it has resurfaced, which is great. Yeah. Oh, that's right. I haven't watched the Corey Gaming video yet either. I have not watched that one, so uh, I can't comment on it. But Corey Gaming has come out with a new video, which you should absolutely watch. Not just because he makes great content, not because, not just because Gerald is an awesome guy, but also because Gerald is the number one Punch Planet player on the in the world. So right, you know, right. You gotta watch the video for that reason alone. So. There was one more thing I wanted to mention in game news that I forgot. Can you please put onto the stream the links in the second bullet point under game news? Uh, let's see. Second bullet point. In our little uh, front of show. Under game news. Oh, that's right. Okay, okay. Uh, well, are these Twitter links? Oh, they they're are Twitter, Twitter links. links. Yeah, they're just, they're just Twitter videos, yeah. Okay. And you want me to try to play them on stream here? Please do. Okay. <laughs> All right, let's see if I can do this here. Uh, what I'm going to try to do here is block your face with this here. Okay, sure. See, see, let me see if it comes up like this. Uh, Okay, so I have this video here. Cool. It says, yo, it's so bad, I cannot. You just have to have the, the audio has to be on. That is the key importance here. You seem confident. Ling Kuei fight flawlessly. Now you seem overconfident. Wow. Hang on. Yeah, you gotta, I think you gotta volumeize it a bit. You seem confident. Ling Kuei fight flawlessly. Now I can't even hear what he's saying. What is he even trying to say? Can you guys hear saying, it on ch Can you guys he hear it? He's saying the Lin Kuei fight flawlessly. Oh, okay. Can you guys hear it at all in the, in the stream? Because I can barely hear it because I don't want to make it too loud for people. Oh, so they can hear it. Okay, well, let me it's, do that. It's, re it's really low on my end, for sure. Right, I can barely hear it. it up. Let me turn it much higher, then. You seem confident. Ling Kuei fight flawlessly. <laughs> wow. Okay, all right. That's actually not the, the worst right, one. Right, that's not the worst one, apparently. Yeah. yeah. All right, so let's see if I can get this other one over here. Uh, onto the stream for you guys. Alright, here's the other one. It's like looking in a mirror. I see only my cracked reflection. Then I'll blind you to end your pain. <laughs> it's so great! It's so great! That's so great. Play again, play again. It's like looking in a mirror. I see only my cracked reflection. Then I'll blind you to end your pain. <laughs> yes! It's so great. Then it's I'll so blind great. you to end your pain. Oh so my this God. is Dimitri Vegas, who is a big 
uh, electronic music. Hang on, hang on. I gotta hear it one more time. Sure. It's like looking in a mirror. If I see only my cracked reflection, then I'll blind you to end your pain. <laughs> I feel like I we, okay yeah I need to turn that into like sub notices or something like that. Can you can you change our sub 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 subscription notices to that? Because I mean it's sub zero right? It's sub zero sub. Oh, I see what you did there. Okay, yeah, like sub yeah, notices. Like, so basically, when someone idea. subscribes, will be like, then I'll blind you to end your pain. <laughs> so this is Dimitri Vegas, big electronic music star. He did the Mortal Kombat 11, like, movie Mortal Kombat remix. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, and along with that, they did a partnership where he is Sub-Zero. So there's a skin where it's just Dimitri Vegas' face uh, and his voice. And when the voice came out, when, you know, these were shown... You know, you, could, you, you know what the result is, right? I mean, this, the community was just... A gas. Uh, I think that it's hilarious. I here's my head cannon is that he is probably not a great actor, but that he just went in hard on the absurdity of it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like he like he he didn't want to just come out saying like then I'll blind you to end your pain. Right? He he got in there and didn't do a good acting job, but did like a, a very funny read of the line. Maybe maybe they just put him in there to try to make Ronda Rousey sound that much better or something oh, like man, that. Oh, man, yeah. But yeah, he did it. I think personally that it's very funny. He handled it up really well. If I ever play sub, then I would definitely do it uh, with with Dimitri. I think it's I think that's really funny. But, you know, other people in the MK scene, dude, I mean, look, you know, seeing the MK scene, like, respond to Ed Boon and stuff. It's weird. There's just, like, a lot of demands that are made right. in that scene, and, and among among the, the more casual people, uh, non competitive people, and yeah, they weren't happy about it. Uh, I, I even saw some responses from voice actors who were kind of miffed that they got this guy who they think kind of you know made a mockery of their profession. You know, like why would they hire this guy? They could have paid a voice actor to do right. a good job. Well, I just, that's not the point. And if, if, it, if that were happening constantly, that would be bad. But it's not. This is like a one-time thing. It's with a big music star. It's supposed to be a crossover. I, I personally think that it's really funny. <laughs> I, I do know. feel bad for the voice acting community because, you know, I've, I, 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 it's something that I've looked into. It's something that I would be interested in doing. And I've just seen, and I've talked to voice actors. And, yeah, me too. Yeah. I just think that it's not, it's not supposed to be like, a regular voice acting gig. Right. Like if 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 but, all the characters were voiced by people who were bad, right? At their exactly. Jobs, that would suck, but it's not. And right. It shouldn't be that. Way. This is not like Fishtail, for example, which is one of the goddamn worst movies I've ever seen. But um, you know, it's it's a one-off. It's supposed to be you're buying this because it's this guy, right? So right. It's, it's not right. like the whole game is done this way. So it's not like it's crazy. I mean, if if anything, the Rousey situation is. I feel like more of an affront right, to yeah, yeah, yeah. people because she's she was trying to voice act. She just is bad at it, and it's not Ronda Rousey, right? It's so it's supposed to be Sonia. She's right, acting as exactly. Sonia, whereas this is 
it's Dimitri Vegas. Like there, there it is. Like it's. Looks like <laughs> oh, so I think it's fine. Okay. Anyway, that's it in terms of all the news that I have. Well, I know you wanted to talk a little bit about Teppin. Teppin! I've been playing it a lot. I finally began playing against humans. So when the game came out, or I don't know when it came out even, but when people started talking about it, a few weeks ago I picked it up and I have been playing against the computer. Mm-hmm. So I did all of the single-player content, all the little chronicles, the story stuff. I did all of that, and I thought it was really fun. Cool idea. But it wasn't until Friday that I started playing against people, and I did it on stream. And it was great, man. It was really cool to have people help me out on stream in terms of picking an initial deck, which was Wesker for me, a Wesker Revenge deck. And that was a lot of fun. Um, I then, over the weekend, made a Chun-Li Yawn deck. Mm-hmm. I've been having a really fun time with two. And I mean, then this morning, I was playing on stream and got up to A5, and I beat the ninth-ranked player on the internet. That's, that's my so very crazy. first match versus uh, it, anybody in A tier. That's so crazy. What 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 rank was he? He was ninth-ranked. But I mean, like, what's his rank? What was he, A1 or something? Or? It doesn't even say that. It doesn't even say. It just says he's ranked 9, and then, like, his score is, like, current point. Jesus. He's, he's ascended beyond the aid. Dang. Okay, so 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 what's the basis of your deck? Are you doing mostly shield stuff or are you doing uh, attack boost stuff? I'm doing... So the point of Chun-Li Yan is to ramp up the MPs. Right, exactly. Right? So, so if you haven't played this game, each character, each hero or whatever, has supers and you get... You build up those supers by putting your cards out, and it requires so many right. cards value to come out before you get a super, yada, yada. Uh, for Chun-Li, one of hers is that she has what's called Yawn, and when she yawns, when you have enough of the MP, uh, she places a counter on one of your units, and when that unit dies, you then get 4 MP back. And it's only 15 MP for a Yawn, and that means that you get to put out more cards, mm-hmm. uh, which mm-hmm. helps you get another yawn faster. So you're just going fast. You're just playing fast. Right. So the cards that I have are basically trying to play fast. Like there are some other cards that help you boost your rate of gaining mm-hmm. MP. Um, I have those. Uh, I do have some shields. I have some big units. Yeah, the interesting uh, thing about... I have the ability to like, what? Oh, no, I was about to say, the interesting thing is I have a yawn deck as well. And okay. that yawn deck has done really well. Uh, I have a little bit problem against flying decks, and then I also kind of remember that I had trouble against um, X health decks. But the problem with it is, is that there's just not a lot of X's out there at the higher levels, because X doesn't beat a lot of other characters. And so that actually, at the highest levels, I feel like, yeah, you'll probably not run into a lot of X decks. It's been a while since I've seen a good X, yeah. Um... Or, or at least not not often. But what I do against the people... So purple is a really good color, I mm-hmm. guess. That's my deck. Okay. I'm using a Morrigan deck right now. So the in those decks, when you build up one unit to be super strong, um, that was really causing me problems. Mm-hmm. But what people recommended that I do, and it was helpful, was to use uh, a couple of different things. One is the unit that green has, which is it has a seal on it. Yeah, Mega Man like seal. Spell, I guess. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I did say big units, and and that's that's really useful against those. 
And then the ability to have uh, what's called, I think, Dream of Restorations, which makes it so that you can remove one of your own cards from the field and then put it back uh, into your like hand. Mm -hmm. And you can also give your hero seven life. That's a way to postpone, or it's a way to put out a different character that's more suited to dealing with the whatever the ramped up character is. Um, there's a couple cards that let you deal damage based on your unit's health or defense HP. Right. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, you know, there's there's ways to deal with it. Yeah. Cool, man. Uh, I've been using a Morrigan deck. So uh, the highest I've gotten to is C1. So I, I've been kind of stuck there for a little bit. Mostly just because the Morrigan deck is kind of a little bit more uh, RNG unfriendly. Because literally the Morrigan deck is... Uh, so you have action cards and unit cards. The unit right. cards are the actual like soldiers who do damage. Action cards are like magic spells. Well, yeah. the way to build a proper Morrigan deck is actually by... Most decks are going to have about... You have 30 cards maximum and most decks are going to build about like 20 unit cards and 10 action cards. But the Morrigan Resonate decks, you want every time you play an action card, it buffs characters with Resonate, units with Resonate. And so you just basically put one unit down and then action card, action card, action card, action card, action card, all day until they become like the most stupidly powerful thing on the planet. And um, the problem is, if you don't end up with any units in your initial draws, you're kind of stuck. And then plus another thing too is she gets hard countered by Ryu who is a very common deck. You run into a lot of reuse, I feel like, because he's the very most basic deck, and he's easy to get into C ranks with. And so I run into a lot of reuse, and so I keep getting, I keep like bouncing up and down in C1 right now. Yeah. But it's a fun game. It's a really, really it's fun game. It's a lot game. of fun. I love the speed of it, man. It's, it's very fast. Like an individual game, it's fast a couple ways, right? Individual game lasts two minutes. Yeah. <laughs> Four minutes? I don't know. I mean, it's it's short, whatever it is. Yeah. It's not long at all. And the rate of decision-making is also very fast. Like, you have to move. He's move, going move. again. Oh, yeah. He's going again. He's reaching for the door. Uh, oh, oh, dang, he gave up. Bummer. Okay. Yeah, um, actually, I made a Rathalos fly deck specifically just to see how far I can get with that. But the Morrigan decks are just fun. It's it's so brutal because the the you you basically build a deck with everything halts everything, and then um, you can murder everybody else's card with this, with her art. So I use her darkness illusion, which just kills decks that uh, kills any unit that is halted. So basically, I'm just halting the the opponent a hundred percent of the time. They can never move. And then as soon as I build up the AP for it, I just murder everybody, and it's mm -hmm. it's pretty fun. Uh, but like I said, she gets killed by RNG pretty badly, so I was going to try my Rathalos deck and see if I could actually get far with that um, into further higher ranks. So, But uh, game, and it's so funny too, because I actually played another Morrigan that had like almost the exact same deck as I did, and it yeah. was literally the worst fight ever. Like, okay. we, because we have action cards and everything, so the entire game is gong, pause, gong, pause, pause, back and forth. I put out a card, he murders it with Darkness Illusion. He puts out a card, I murder it with Darkness Illusion. And we got to the point where we both had zero cards and he just had one unit left. And so his one unit was literally on the screen while we nobody else had anything. 
And yeah. I just sat there and watched him kill me with that Yeah, that's, I, I've been there. I've been there. Uh, oh, you know, man. you can just surrender. Just surrender. Yeah. You don't have to wait for it. Yeah, yeah. I, I actually let that one run down because I just thought it was so funny. <laughs> I was like, all right, fair enough. So there you go. But, I mean, honestly, the game is really fun. I mean, obviously, the things that bother me about CCGs, that the reason why I never got into them still bother me here, then that the RNGs are annoying. I saw you even tweet that you would like a mulligan option or something like that. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that's probably that is something I would like, but um, I don't know. I feel like it's, it's much less random than Hearthstone, which I appreciate. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, for example, my Rathalos deck... I, I would say it's it's not as RNG-heavy as some games. Yeah, I my Rathalos deck is dangerous because all of my action cards only target my own units. So literally, if I start the game with five action cards, I'm dead. Like, I literally can't oh, do well, anything. That's probably something to change. Yeah, yeah. so I have to tweak... This is a new deck, so I have to tweak it and yeah, figure okay. out what to do. But yeah. even still, like, I have 10 action cards in there, and even if I change it to, like, 6 and five, six and 4, like, and if I run into that situation, I'm basically dead, so... But yeah, I mean, you can design your deck to minimize the chance of getting hand-locked at the start, yeah, so I, I, do, I do think that there's skill in that. But yeah, I mean, sometimes you can get screwed, for sure. And then the other thing about card games, of course, that is, it's always going to be weird, is the fact that you can get counterpicked so easily. What was interesting is that, you know, this weekend I got to hang out with Donka a lot, right? Who okay. obviously loves card games, and he loves Teppen, and he's, he's championship pro Hearthstone player Donka, right? You know? Yeah. And um, he was talking about a lot, of, and he's saying that, you know, that happens in a lot of card games. And in fact, to the point where, like, some of the original Hearthstone tournament rules were you had to win with three different characters and stuff like that just to kind of have more of a matchup kind of a thing. And so, you know, it would be cool if, because the ranks are so fast, ranked events are so fast, if they did do a two out of three where you can change decks. You know, I think that would be kind of neat. Yeah, I think that would be cool to have some counter picks. Yeah. Yeah, but I, I don't know. I mean, I, I I feel that the game does a good job at making it so that you can find strategic solutions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and what I what I like too is the the speed of it means that you have to think preemptively in a way that, that I feel like doesn't exist in Hearthstone. Obviously, you have to think preemptively regardless in strategic games. But what I mean, like, is in the in in the actual instant in Hearthstone. You're just waiting, and then you do your thing. Right. But right. in this one, it's constant. You're, con you're firing, firing, firing. So there's a lot of situations where you're better off. Like you, you have to hold on to a card. I, have you noticed if if you want to place the unit somewhere, um, and then the opponent activates their uh, action phase, mm -hmm. if you continue to hold the unit out there, then you can still keep it hovering over the little spot. And just let it go as soon as the action phase is over. Right. But if you let go of the unit before the action phase is over, it gets back down to your hand, and then you have to drag it up again after the action phase is over. So um, that takes time. And there are situations where people will often do their action phase like right before the attack actually. Yeah, 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 yeah of course. Giving you very little time, right? Mm -hmm. So you, if you already have your like little dude lined up to be right <laughs> in the exact right. right spot, then you can counter what they're countering, but you have to think about that. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. You have to already have that in mind. Uh, I really like that stuff. Hmm. That's super, super cool. Interesting. And there's even, like, an executional element to it. 
which you know is obviously not, not my favorite point of fighting games, but it's it, it is it's cool to have that in a card game right. where you could because of the speed required you could screw it up, and I've screwed it up, and I've played against people who have clearly screwed it up where they obviously mean to kill one of my units and not they just get it wrong. Right? Yeah, uh, I've had that. I've have had that happen to me cool. where I've had a unit halted, right? Like I play yeah. a card and halt a unit, and then the other yeah. one is like at the bottom of the hourglass, and I need to activate Darkness Illusion. And so after I play it, I'm just like going sorry, 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 sorry just to play Darkness right. Illusion as fast, and I've messed it up. Like I've missed it, and I've definitely right. lost matches because of that. So right, I think that's really cool. Yeah. I, I don't know. I think the game is super fun. I, I think it's awesome. I, I wanna, so uh, I, I was talking about this when I streamed it earlier this morning, but uh, the Tepin people have actually given us some streaming equipment. Uh, I have the streaming equipment in this bag right here, and it was supposed to have gone over to James tonight, um, but obviously that didn't happen, so my bad. It's fine. Uh, it's fine. <laughs> but yeah, thanks to thanks them for, for that. I think that's that's really nice. Uh, I should they probably... actually have not had to give me any like codes for cards because I, since i since i beat all the first player content single player stuff i actually just got like all the cards that i Dude, needed anyway i'm sitting on 12 tickets to draw right now and i'm just leaving them alone i don't i, I had 100 tickets i had a ton of tickets yeah i've spent a bunch of single player content which gives you packs each time although so, yeah, although it's, it's not really free to uh, uh, play to win kind of situation. i've heard i've heard i've recommend i've been heard it's recommended not to spend like the zenny yet not to spend right. a lot of stuff just save it because new cards are coming, so just wait till right. the new cards come, and then you can kind of go to town there and stuff like but that. But your tickets are only for this. Yes, yes. So spend them. So, well, I'm waiting for new cards to see, so the tickets... No, I mean, like, those, ticket, those tickets are only good on this current... Oh, really? The tickets. Oh, I did Zenny, not know that. Zenny, no, Zenny, you can spend on anything. But right, right. I did not know about that in the, about the tickets. So even if I, the new cards come out... The tickets that I have won't work on that, huh? Ah! Oh, well, then I'm going to spend them now, then. What am I yeah, sitting on them for? Okay, cool. And, I again, I I don't know why people would think it's natural that I play Morrigan. That seems weird to me. I never played Morrigan in any other games except for CVS1, so... I just... I fell on that deck because I was testing it out, and it was winning a lot. And then mm. to get to the C ranks, you murder everybody. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude! No, nobody knows how to play the game until you get to see the ranks. Yeah, yeah, yeah that was that was my experience too. Okay, okay. I think I lost once between when I began playing and when I got to see. Yeah. But, but um, yeah, but once you start playing against people who know the strategy, it's really really fun. Yeah, and actually, a lot of people are really good at countering the Morrigan deck too, because I think that's one of the ones that you really just have to plan for. Because if you if you've never fought one and you don't know what's going, that's why like. I told you before the stream started that, you know, I have never had this many surrenders, you know, using the Ryu deck and the Chun-Li deck and the Wesker yeah. deck that I had. But this yeah. Morrigan deck is just like at some point in time, I have a, uh, a fat, you know, a hasted flying, you know, Ibuki who's at like 15 and 13. And like yeah. there's nothing they can do to that because they didn't have a way to destroy that card. And so literally they they sitting here with like 23 health and then they're just like surrender because they just know that there's nothing they can do. So it's 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 really entertaining the variety that they came up with. That the different <laughs> strategies and everything all work in the same game. It's really uh -huh. fascinating. So I agree, man. I'm really enjoying it so far. Okay. 
So I figure that, uh, you know, now that I'm the ninth best Tekken, Tekken player in the world, that I should probably start going at the tournaments for it. Yeah, you know I, mean? I mean, you could be like Donka as well, right? So I'm awaiting your Evo, you know, commentator picture next year of you just being like... like hey, okay, all right, yeah, I get, <laughs> I get the reference. Oh, man. Yeah. That's um, awesome. I, fig I figure I could basically be like Artosis, who did super well in, I think, the very first Hearthstone tournament, or certainly one of the... Uh, where he like wasn't expected to do that great, but uh, <laughs> but he did. Did he win it? I feel like he won it. If you remember, I just remember him doing really well. I don't remember now at this point. So it was really early, and he did really well. So you know what? I'll pull my own artosis. Let's do it. Let's do it. I want to see it happen, and I'll he be commentating yeah, you your go. match, David. And I'll try not to be biased. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll be like, let's go, David! You know, the whole entire time. So. Totally. Um, okay. Uh, anything else you wanted to say about Teppin? Uh, no, that's it. Okay. Well, uh, I just want to talk a little bit also about the army trip that I just had. Uh -huh. um, we went to Bavaria, uh, Nuremberg. There's an army base in Nuremberg in Germany. But what was really interesting was, I'm not sure how this happened. It was probably just the cheapest tickets that they could find. We flew out mad early. I literally flew, my first airplane was on Tuesday morning at like 8 a.m. in the morning. And basically took me four airplanes to get to Germany. And uh, by the time we got there, I had traveled for almost like 24 hours or so. It was just uh. a, it was a long day, but man... Like, because Hanzo and Tenno have, like, all these benefits and stuff, we got, like, some swanky seats, on, on like, for the long flight. So okay. it wasn't that bad, actually. Okay. <laughs> the flight wasn't too bad. But the cool part about it was since we got to go so early, this was, like, one of the only trips that I've traveled on that I felt like I've had time to do stuff. And uh, one of the coolest things about it is that, so, again, I know a lot of people are very anti, you know, army, recruitment tactics, all this other stuff about it. What I've noticed about these army trips that we're taking a lot of times is there's no recruitment talk at all in these army trips. It's all run by the uh, morale, welfare, and recreation team. They've never pressured us to talk about. They don't care if we talk about these kind yeah. of things. And so, you know, it's it's a lot of fun. I have a good time on these things. And the soldiers all seem to have a really good time on it. So, you know, hopefully... I'm with that part of it. Yeah, exactly. So I'm cool with that. But one of the MWR guys who entertains, he says that they get magicians, they get comedians, they get musicians and stuff like that. So we were just another one of those guys who were showing up to do stuff for the army over there. But uh, one of the guys, a dude named Tim, shout outs to him, because he probably does this a lot or something, but he just basically played our tour guide the whole entire time. Okay. So like he took us to this great place. It was an Irish pub for dinner because it was one of the only places open that day because it was like a holiday. So we went there and I had the best shepherd's pie I've probably ever had in my entire life. Okay. Super good. But then the next day, you know, Danko really wanted to go check out Fossenberg, which is one of the concentration camps that was in the area. Oh, shout out to Mike. So we actually went there and uh, we got to check that out. And, you know, it's it's... 
I mean, let me tell you, the whole entire time I was there, like, I just did not feel comfortable at all. You know, yeah, it's... You're supposed to feel. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, I mean, literally, we got to see, like, the furnace. You know what I mean? Like, that they... There was literally a slide built in from the top where they just slid the bodies down to the furnace area and there's this giant mound which now has been turned into a monument that basically the ashes of the people that were burned were just kind of like buried and piled there and stuff and it, it, it was like you read about all the crazy things that they did over there and it's it's really kind of like I hate to say it this way but it's topical you know because like I'm sitting here reading about what they're doing to the prisoners and the yeah. way that they just didn't treat them like people and, you know, how they, how the people were made, the people who worked there were made to feel like, you know, okay with it and stuff like that. And I just keep thinking about all the, the immigration jails and, you know, the stuff that's going on over here in the States. And it's like, oh. you, you want to go to Fossenberg and be like, this is terrible. And like, like you read about what they do in schools too. Like they literally, like this is they're like we're from America. Our history books are all like America is great. America, you know, we did all these things. In Germany, it's like we were terrible. Like look at this crazy yeah. stuff. We never want to do this again. Here's this concentration camp. It's a terrible concentration camp. And you know, thinking about growing up in that kind of environment is really interesting because it's so different. And I know people hate it when we get political on our show and everything like that, but you know, you can't help it. You got to talk about it. But like to know that we're kind of doing very similar things right now in the States while looking at this and be like, I'm supposed to be like, man, this is awful. Like, you know, this people should never repeat this kind of thing again. And it's, yeah. and it's kind of happening again. And it's like, it's really frustrating and it's like it's it's painful. You know, you you can't help yeah. when you're sitting there reading about the conditions that the prisoners had not to think about the conditions that our current prisoners have. You know what I mean? The 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 immigrants and stuff like that. It's it's oh, I'm glad that you are thinking about that because that it, there is obviously a parallel there. Right. Um, and in some ways uh, I'm jealous of the education that at least some people in Germany get where they take their history seriously. Mm -hmm. In the U.S., we do not do that. We have a very bloody history. Yeah. We, this continent was populated, and we depopulated it uh, intentionally. Um, we had one of the worst systems of totalitarian government in world history, which was chattel slavery. Um, and we, even after that ended for another hundred years, mm -hmm. uh, had you know basically a authoritarian oligarchy in the south, and at a minimum, and gross inequality everywhere else as well. Uh, we don't talk about that stuff in the yeah, way that we and should. Even, I, I feel that if it, if it was painted in that negative light, rather than as, oh, the old South, you know, oh man, a gone with the wind, what a quaint, pleasant time. Uh, if we took that history seriously, I feel like at least more people would take present seriously as well. Yeah. I don't know that everybody would. Because even in Germany and other places, there's people who are still apologists for that stuff. Right. I mean... But, the, uh, even even our tour guide Tim, he was from California, and he says he visited a bunch of the Japanese internment camps in California, and he's like, you you he was he recommended me to go check those out if we if we could, you know, but I mean, you know, obviously that's kind of like the 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 little dark period that we had when we were over there, but outside of that, yeah, I mean, like I'm, I'm Nuremberg. Really 
What's I, that? I think that's I think that's important to do. I'm really glad that you did that. Yeah. Um, when I studied in Paris, I also traveled to Bavaria and yeah. I went to Dachau actually instead, um, and that was really important. I'm yeah. Really glad that I did that. I mean. It, when Donka said that he was going to do it, some people were like, I can't do it. Like, I couldn't handle yeah. it emotionally. And I almost yeah. kind of was there because you know how I am. I get super emotional with yeah. everything. But I was like, no, I have to go see this. Like, I just That's told good. myself this is something I need to see. So we managed to do that. Um, but well, what's... I'm, I'm glad that you guys did that, not just for yourself, but for Mike as well, who I'm sure has yeah, you yeah. Know, feelings about it uh, as a Jew. but. My my friends in when I studied abroad, they did not want to go and they did not go. Right. So I went to Dhaka by myself, and I wish that that yeah. hadn't been the case. But it it was yeah, nobody else wanted to do it. It's very eye opening, and and it's crazy too because that museum, like, and Tim said the exact same thing. He was like, I don't want to say it this way because it sounds weird, but that museum is really cool. It's just it's really well put together. Mm -hmm. And in fact, they have audio recordings that you just pick up these little like portable speakers on a stick that you hold up to your ear and you literally just listen okay. to like some of the prisoners. Like one I listened to was uh, they were all taken into a barn. All these women were taken into a barn literally to be marched to their death the next morning. She was so weak that she passed out amongst all these cows and like they just missed her. She woke up. And everybody was gone. And she was like, what the hell? And so she actually exited the barn and tried to get to a city and like walked along these train tracks uh, for like two days. It took her two days to get a distance that anybody else would have taken two hours to do because she was just so weak. And it was just hearing it as a firsthand account mm -hmm. from this girl who actually went through that, you know, it's just... They just, it was so interesting, and you just saw yeah. so many, like, just how it was. And it, and it's weird, too, because, by the way, the weather was beautiful while we were there. It was just absolutely oh, beautiful. It was like the, per, it was like 70 degrees, it was breezy, it was sunny, and it was wonderful. And it was one of the interesting things that Tim was saying to me. He was like, it's funny, because you don't imagine this kind of weather when you picture these concentration camps but they probably had days like this where it's just beautiful weather but like when you picture them it's gray it's dark and it's 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 terrible yeah, a lot of the media um in the u.s i mean and well-meaning stuff too uh paints things like um germany during that time or you know eastern europe mm -hmm. during the time of communism as being dark not not like not just figuratively but like it's literally, literally dark all yeah, the time. yeah yeah and they're beautiful yeah and they're beautiful places all over the world and including in places where gross things have happened dude yeah. some of the pictures that we managed to take in that area i mean let me tell you it's not in the middle of a city we had to drive through towns okay yeah. and so one of the things i wanted to add is that germany that countryside is beautiful okay it is amazing like it was one of the first times I was like I could live here and not be a city because you know me I'm a city boy like I want to live in a city pretty much for the rest of my life but this was the first time that I just saw this and I was like the sky was so blue the grass was so green there were so many trees and I was just like I feel like some of the pictures I was taking were like in from video games like they just didn't look real to me like it just looked like an artist was depicting it and and it wasn't even just like you're driving through here and everything is like like 
A lot of the buildings, the houses were brand new. Germany embraces solar panels like you can't even imagine. So like even in these small towns, every building just had solar panels like everywhere and stuff like that. It's it's not like it's just like some oh you're in the backwoods and there's no technology. Like it's it's really nice. It's it and like I said, the weather at the time was just immaculate. So it just made it seem that much nicer. And you know afterwards we went to go see. Um, some gilded warriors like in a museum in a church that were skeletons dressed in like these armor and stuff like that it was closed unfortunately so we didn't get a chance to see it but still we had gotten to a point in the town where actually a lot of people couldn't speak a lot of english you know one of the things about europe is that they speak english in most places that you go to in the major city you don't really it's not as hard to go through the major cities at least they said that's the case in Germany as well. But like we went to a restaurant to go get some bratwurst, like some like real authentic bratwurst. And sure enough, the waitress there couldn't speak any English. And it was actually the old, old manager who could actually speak some English, which was actually kind of funny. Uh, but we had some and it was like the best bratwurst, best sauerkraut that I've ever had. Like we had like a bunch of schnitzel. We had like cordon bleu and like... We ate, I must have gained like 15 pounds when yeah. I was over there, dude. The food there was amazing. And it was, it, like I said, it was also really cool because, you know, it was Yipes and Danka. And, you know, obviously, Danka said this is the first time he's ever been to Europe. And this is the first time he's ever been to his motherland, you know. And it's funny because every time anyone's saying thank you to everybody, it just was weird because obviously his name is Danka. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But apparently it was Yipes' first time to Europe as well. So cool. um, it was just really oh, cool oh, to be out there. We had a lot of fun there. And um, we got to see that the next day. What did we do the next day? Because we didn't have to work again right away. Um, I can't remember now. But, yeah, we got to do a lot of cool things there. And then not only that, but the flight home. Uh, although Yipes went on a different plane, me, Hanzo, and Danka had the same flight. Our connections were through Warsaw, so we had to go through Poland. And on the way back, we landed at night, but then we didn't fly out until the afternoon the next day. Oh, this was the same thing that my flight from Vienna through Warsaw could have been. We had the choice to stay in Warsaw for 20 hours uh, or to stay in Warsaw for a layover of 40 minutes. Oh, geez. So we, we chose to risk it on 40 minutes to stay in Vienna. Oh, you did? We did. We did. Dang. Yeah. I, I did not get any currywurst, uh, currywurst, uh, kaboom kid. I did not get a chance to try that. So, um, but we we did the layover. So actually, uh, it's weird. I got so much sleep this weekend because I was just like jet lagged, and every day I was like, I'm going to bed early. I'm going to bed early. So you know me. Whenever we travel somewhere, you're like, I'm gonna wake up at seven. I'm gonna go check out these cool museums, and I'm like, have fun, Thank David. You. And I just yeah, sleep yeah. Uh, yeah. on Monday morning on the day of our flight. I woke up at like seven or eight in the morning and I was just up and I was like, huh. So we all just checked out of the hotel. Hanzo found an Uber, drove us to the middle of the city and we just got out and just hung out. Nice. And so I actually got to see a lot of like Poland, Warsaw as well. That's awesome. It man. was really, really cool. And you know, it's just one of those things. It's like, you know, when you're in California, you're like, yo, check out this old building. It's like 20 years old. 
I know this. You know, and then when you're in the U- when you're in these countries, and the crazy thing is, like, it's tough because you see these old churches, you see these old buildings, you take a picture of them, and it's really kind of a disservice because yeah. the church is like connected to this super modern building. You know what I mean? And like, this is connected to, and it's a really a blend. But when you take the pictures, you kind of do it a disservice. It's like, oh, all yeah, of this country yeah, is yeah. that way. But it's really this really kind of beautiful mishmash between them. Even when we were in Germany, that's right, we also got to visit like a market area and square. And we went into a shop where they had all the homemade cuckoo clocks and like the little wind toys and stuff like that. Oh, yeah, and cool. like, oh, those those cuckoo clocks are immaculate, by the way. They were that's awesome. beautiful. And it was just, it was, it was cool. Like, for me, you know, when I was growing up, I never wanted to travel. I just didn't care about traveling. But, like, the older I've gotten, the more I've traveled now. It's so cool to see all this stuff because, one, it's weird because when you travel to these other countries, you realize how different everybody is. And yeah. yet you realize how much everybody is the same. You're right. Like, You're it's, right. it's the weirdest contradiction, but it's true because... You go to these places, you see what their culture is like, and their culture is really different. But then, once you get past that, you find out that all of their gaming nerds are the same. You find out that all of the, you know, like literally, Tim took us to his favorite board game shop, geek shop. Oh, that's so cool. It was closed, unfortunately. Everything was closed in Germany. I don't know why. (laughs) But like... He took us to that shop and he also told us like Warhammer is like the biggest thing. We walked past a a Warhammer store. Like it's just there for the tabletop Warhammer game. And that's that's where he goes to and that's where he plays all the time and stuff like that. And it's it's really, really cool. Like I said, when we went to Kuwait, we see the cosplayers there like dressed up as, you know, you would think you're in Kuwait. They can't dress up in some of those cosplays doesn't matter they don't care right and it's geek culture is geek culture you know and so like you go to these other countries you just see how different it is and then you find out how much everybody is just the same you know and yeah, it's, I, it's, I agree with the spirit of cpt who said that uh i wish every country had major student exchange programs because traveling abroad really opens up your mind to new ideas yeah um, but unfortunately not many people actually can do it that's true. I mean, for me, it was huge. It was definitely a life-changing experience to do study abroad in Paris when I was in college. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. That was a, yeah, that was a big... So. I, that, I was very shy before that, and it was hard for me to branch out and meet people and that kind of thing. And when I forced myself to be in Paris by myself and meet people and speak French, which was embarrassing, even though I had been learning it for like three years... Um, yeah, that really, it was important for me, and it was important for me to learn new things yeah. about other people, for sure. Yeah. Hugely important. I, I've got well, a ton of photos. I promised myself that I wasn't going to slack on them. I'll get them onto my Instagram this time. So I'm planning probably to spend a good day tomorrow just putting up all my photos on Instagram and stuff like that. So uh, that's definitely going to happen. So keep an eye on Instagram.com slash jchenzor. I'm going to try to get those out there. On Twitter, I'll probably put like a few pictures and then just link to the Instagram that way uh, because it's just so hard putting it on both platforms. It's annoying. I freaking hate it, but... You know, but definitely keep an eye on that because I'm planning to put up a bunch of pictures. There's, God, like some of these pictures that we have are just so beautiful. I I, I can't even 
express to you how pretty some of these locales were. And Yipes got a couple of pictures that are 100% going to be album covers for himself in the future. So cool. Cool. <laughs> it's, it's really yeah, cool. Uh, one yeah. of my favorite places to go to the whole time I was there, so when I was in Paris, 2004, keep in mind, forever ago, um, we traveled to a bunch of places, and I went to Munich by myself in order to go to Dachau. But I also went to Berlin, and that was one of my favorite trips of the whole the whole time. Yeah. One of my favorite cities. Super fun, very interesting, so much history. That was, I mean, that was 10 years after, they, after the, um, what do they call it? Uh, when East and West Germany got back together. Oh, Berlin Wall went down. Well, yeah, and then the unification. Yeah, um, it was interesting because we now actually... that's 15 years in the past that I was even there, so that happened 20-plus, 25 years ago. Right. At the time, it was not actually that distant, so there were still some buildings that were not great-looking. They right. were still building up a lot of new stuff, and that was very interesting. Yeah, I mean, we actually ran into one of the pieces of the Berlin Wall, so after they split it, they shipped it to all across Germany and even some other parts of Europe so that you yeah. could just display them in certain places. Right. And yeah, they're basically works of art now. And one of them was there. I got pictures next to that as well. So I'll put that on my Instagram as well. But yeah, I, I, I had a absolute wonderful time being out there. Like it was probably one of the most fun vacations that I've had. And honestly, okay. a lot of it really was helped by you know Tim being able to drive us around and everything like yeah, that and just knowing how to get to a lot of places and knowing what to expect he was the one that helped us get a lot of these good food i mean i had a i mean everyone's going to laugh but i definitely had a lot of sausage in germany so it was it was Why not? it was very good so and uh yeah it, it, i just had some, i mean i'm looking at some of these photos right now and i'm just like man it was it was really enjoyable so it's a lot of fun um, well, that's true that GamesCon is going on this week, but yes. uh, I mean, I'm, I'm glad that you did the stuff that you did instead of going to something like GamesCon. Yeah. I haven't been to GamesCon, but GamesCon is E3, which you've been to. Right, exactly. For sure. Exactly. It's just with people speaking German. So it's, did, it's, not, it's definitely more important to do stuff like what you did. I did have a few sips of a few beers. So obviously, I don't drink beer. So I was like, I'm totally wasting this trip compared to everybody else. But like everybody, like Hanzo, Danka, Yipes, they all got the beers and everything like that. And I tried some of the beers and I, I there was one particular beer called the Rattler, the Rattler. And, okay. uh, and I mean, that was probably the best beer I've ever tasted because normally I drink oh, wow. beer and I'm like, this is the grossest thing in the world. Like that beer was the first beer that I actually drank that I was like, this could probably wean me on to beer if I actually wanted to. Because it was what really good, so I just—it was really good, and and it was funny too. Because even Tim was saying, was like, "Yeah, you come to Germany, like when you're in America, beer is beer, but near Germany, there's just like every kind of beer possible, and they're all super different." So yeah, yeah it's lemon off. soda with beer, so that's why I, oh, I liked it's, it. Oh, uh, it's what are those called? Shandy? Maybe I don't know. But normally, like I said, I can't even drink beer. Yeah, I can't even smell beer. Like, beer just, it's just disgusting to me. But that one was one of the only ones that I was like, huh, it's not bad. <laughs> so, oh, it's a Rattler. Oh, he said that. Yeah. Hi. Which is a synonym for Shandy, according to Google. Oh, interesting. Okay. okay. So it's both, maybe. But yeah. All yeah. right, man. Well. I had a great time with that. And, I'm glad you had a good time. That's, that's awesome. Yeah. And, you know, I guess kind of on top of that a little bit, too, uh, I tweeted this out last week just because I'm just trying to do some beta testing and, and I think I'm good with it now. But 
I'm gonna start the FGC locals thing that I used that I did at the end of last oh, yeah. year. I'm gonna restart that again. If you guys don't know what that is, it's basically where I take your local from anywhere and I will restream it on my channel and commentate over it. Basically, so last year at the end of the year, I did like uh, Aberdeen, Scotland. I did a Street Fighter tournament from there for them. I did a bunch of tournaments from Brazil, one from Chile. I did uh, an arms tournament from St. Louis. I did uh, a Tekken tournament from somewhere I can't remember now, but I basically did commentary for all from all sorts of places. Now last year I made it a charging kind of thing. I was like, all right, I'll charge you guys a very low amount, but just so I can do it, but this year it's just going to be free. Uh, I'm just going to set it up so that anybody can sign up for it and um, hopefully I can get sponsors and donations and you know subscriptions and stuff like that. But the, what I wanted to do was make an official application process, so sometime either later tonight or tomorrow I'll throw out the link on my Twitter with the official Google Forms that you can go and apply because I'm probably going to get a bunch of applications and I'm going to have to sift through them and decide which ones to do and stuff. So I apologize if I skip your event and stuff, but I'm going to see how it goes and see how it works out. And then, like I said, basically you just give me a VOD, I restream it on my channel with my commentary on it, and I promote your scene as much as possible and try to promote your players as much as possible. And so that way you guys can get a glance at what other communities are like. So there you go. So, just want to do a next step. Okay. All right. Well, I guess that's it. Uh, I, we didn't do any of the viewer voting for uh, topics today. Right. Just because I figured the show would take a long time because we had a lot to discuss. Um, but we're going to get back to that next week. Yeah, so, I'll put out sure. the call for topics. Um, we actually still have a lot of topics that we haven't gotten to yet from pre-Evo, I think, or maybe it's post-Evo. Uh, so there's a lot of stuff that we already have on deck, but you know, I'll put out the call again. Let me know if there's anything else you want. Sounds good. Sounds good. All right, everybody. All right. Cool. Uh, oh, thanks a lot. Yeah. You got the bird on deck. Oh, the bird. That's right. Yes. Sorry, I didn't have it all ready to. When I was in, I studied abroad also in London, and while I was there, there was the Great British Beer Festival, and let me tell you, almost every category was won by an American beer. Burn him. Burn him. Better burn him, James. That sounds terrible, actually. <laughs> American beer is the best. Sorry. Uh... Hey. Yeah, that's true. That happened. <laughs> All right. Thanks, guys, for tuning in. Thanks for watching. And uh, keep an eye on this stream and on my stream. I'm going to hopefully be streaming a lot coming up soon. I say this all the time, but we'll see. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you.